0: Pop culture, Culture Hello, welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey, and I'm here with two of my Best and oldest friends Probably in my existence Yeah definitely And it is I'll introduce them in a second But I had asked them To come on Be a part of the show Because during Quarantine 2020 We and I I talked about this In an episode that will air Actually in the new year When our 2020 review Um how we talk about uh, where we during 2020 uh, video chatting with people talking to people and then I made a comment and a statement that I said there's yeah I have two friends that we would meet up with once a month about we'd go to like a diner or uh, Buffalo Wild Wings something like that and we would um, just sit and talk until the place closed and then COVID happened and then we ended up video chatting once a week And we would start And we would go about Four or five hours a week Just talking about most random of things So I've known them since The second grade And The third grade I believe So Joe and John How you doing?
1: Doing well Mike How you I'm,
2: doing? Uh, I'm doing good
0: I'm happy to be here So John I've known you since the second grade that's true. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Joe, I have third grade. Yeah, it sounds about right. And then we were all together in third grade. That's right.
1: Yeah, I mean me and Joe have known yes. each other since the first grade.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you were uh you, you... were my earliest friends, John.
1: <laughs> Same.
0: And you guys are the reason I first played Pokemon. Yeah,
1: that true?
0: Yes.
2: The, the the video game or the card game? The video game. Okay.
1: Who had it? What first? what sparked
2: that?
0: <laughs> I so I didn't um Okay, so today's topic, today's episode, so a couple months ago, Matt Ron and I did our video game memories. It was actually quite popular with all of you and we so I decided I asked Joe and John, I was like, hey, would you, we're trying to, you know, diversify the podcast, had more people on. And I said, what's a good one that we can do? And I said, you know, let's do gaming memories. So, John is the one person I know who had every video game ever, but he really didn't, but it seemed <laughs> like he did. And um, we, you know, I, so I didn't like Pokemon at first. I, reason I didn't like it was because I was intimidated by it because I didn't know what it was. And growing up in like a sheltered Eastern European home, I, if something was like foreign to me or something like different, I just was like intimidated by it and just didn't want to do it. And like I didn't know what Pokemon was and felt like everybody else was ahead of the curve and knew about it. And I was like, well, I'm so behind, I'm never going to catch up and FOMO. So, you know, you know, all those anxiety things that you go through when you're nine. Third but
1: grade
0: yes. third grade FOMO. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sets you up for, for the rest of your life. I really think Danny, who's an inside joke between us, is uh one of the main contributors to my anxiety. Yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> but so today we're going to go through all the consoles starting with well not everyone most of them we're gonna go from Nintendo all the way to the Switch we're gonna talk about what we had what we didn't have and our fondest memories playing those games many of which some of which lose each other I know Pokemon's gonna be one because that was uh, thanks to you guys you uh
2: you got me on that craze so who Like John said, which one of us had it first that made you, uh, that got you into it?
1: I remember I was into the anime way before
0: the the game.
2: So, all right, I'll just
0: jump right into Pokemon for a second. So we, um, we were, I think it was John? Probably. I think it was you. So we were at the lunch table, and it was. We were, we were talking about something on, like, remember how Kids WB used to give away, like, they used to have those, like, weird contests, and it was, like, you have to watch, like, every hour, and they would give you, like, a different character, That's and then that. you would submit a self, you know, return addressed envelope, paid postage, whatever, to this address with the thing, and then if you won, they sent you stuff. Yep. So i remember you guys talking about it and you were trying to like piece it together and i remember joe you were like oh agent jay he was one of them from when men in black had the cartoon oh <laughs> and wow. it was like the winner the winner got the pokemon games and and a game boy i think for that week and i was like you guys are never gonna win like it's just like nobody like you just you just can't win. Like how many like if so like nine year old me was just rationalizing it, like crushing other nine year olds hopes and dreams of them winning a contest. But the um and then, then that's when you were like, Oh, do you play Pokemon? And I was like, No, I don't know what that is. That's it's intimidating. It's a it's a words I don't understand. <laughs> and then, you know, Pokemon blew up and I don't remember if I saw it first or tried it first maybe I watched the anime that's it I did watch the anime first because it was on in the morning yeah. and I liked Beast Wars yes before school which was odd that new episodes of anything were on at 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. during the week
3: yeah
1: forgot what was on before Beast Wars was it Beast Wars?
0: no Beast Wars was after I don't remember what was on before um, but I know I was into Beast Wars Uh, so I watched I would watch that and then I would catch I would caught Pokemon for the first time I was like oh actually this is pretty cool and I liked it and then I tried finding the games and I'll get into that when we get to Game Boy but first let's go to where it started for many of us Nintendo Mm -hmm. did you have an NES? I, uh,
1: I did I had an yeah. NES, and it, and it broke when I was... Uh, we I had it for about three years, and it ended up breaking or something. And that's how we got ah, our that's Super bummer. Nintendo. But that's, but yeah, I, I did have an NES. I remember I had, did you have an
2: NES, Joe? Yeah, I had an NES. So oddly enough, I had an NES, my sister had an NES, and then my other sister, who didn't play games at all, had the SNES. Not entirely sure how that happened, but we all had gaming systems, which is amazing, because... Uh, uh, n- not to get like too deep of like my family did not have a whole ton of money or anything but all three of us managed to get the gaming system somehow
0: and games were expensive back then like a lot of people talk about the you know usually it's like 59.99 price tag they have now mm-hmm. if you look back at some of those old catalogs that are out there they're like Sega games Super Nintendo games were 89.99 yep. yeah and even the NES like some were 39.99 but it all the way went up to like 89.99 it was very. Um, I, I think I was at your house, John. Once, mm-hmm. And we found one and we were looking at it. We're like eighty nine dollars. We're like no way. And then you know when Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance, those games were like twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So like the price has fluctuated like crazy. But I saw. I, I see. I read about that a lot online, where people are like, "Yeah, I had." you know multiple when I was a kid and this and that and I was like I don't know I had a Nintendo and I also had Sega but Nintendo I remember playing only two games was Paperboy and uh, this monster truck game and the monster truck game like worked 50% of the time and I like didn't know what I was doing and sometimes I thought when like the loading menu popped up and like they you know it showed like a clip of the game that I was playing, and I was like, "Why isn't this working?" Because I was like, three and dumb. I and didn't know. <laughs> but the, um... yeah, that that's really my as a kid my only memories were the NES. But so you, if you both had it and then you got Super Nintendo later, you had you had NES later in his life.
1: So, I I can't well so. I was born in 1990, so the NES... My sister got the NES, I think, before I was born. Um, She ended up getting it for her birthday, is what I was told. And it was probably, like, 1988 or something like that. Um, And we owned, I think, about four games. We had the Pack-In, Mario Brothers, and Duck Hunt. We didn't have Track and Field, so we didn't have the Power Pad. We owned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. We owned Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario Brothers 3. Those are the games we owned. We rented, oh, as you game. said, because we, cause games were so expensive, $89 because cartridges are expensive and depending on the chipset they use or whatever, um, We so we'd rent a bunch and I remember the game I rented the most was Bubble Bobble. And I would play it, with, really? yeah. And I would play it with my mom, because I was like, because at that point, the earliest memories I have with the NES, I was three, so it was like 1993. And like I said, the SNES was actually already out. I didn't know, but the uh, the SNES was already out. And um, so I would play I would play Bubble Bobble a lot with my mom. And the other memory that I actually don't have, like I, I don't remember, but my parents would tell me was so my dad like he grew up he's he's an immigrant he grew up pretty poor immigrated here in like when he was like 20 something uh something like video games was like super foreign to him even like the concept of that so he got kind of into them when the NES came out and he really liked Super Mario Brothers so supposedly what would happen is he would give me the second player controller unplugged and he would be playing <laughs> and he would think so I wouldn't complain like I couldn't play and he would be playing he's like no you're playing you're playing the whole time <laughs> so that's, that's, that's really like what I. whenever I think of NES that's really the those are the two things like playing bubble ball with my mom when I'm like three years old and uh, basically getting fooled by my dad uh, probably as like a two year old or something
2: I feel like everyone has done that to someone in their lifetime. Like, oh yeah, no, you're, you're totally playing with that Absolutely. second controller. Uh-huh.
1: I'm gonna totally do that to some kid. It has to be done.
0: I've done it to other, my younger cousins. I don't know if it's ever been done to me, at least not in my memory, but to my cousins it has. And it worked. They bought
2: it. I mean, you do what you have to sometimes to just keep playing a game uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: The, I, I mean, when I think of nostalgia, so like video games really hit home for me, like nostalgic wise, and I know they do for a lot of people. Um, usually, like, from the NES to the N64 era is where, like, the 90s, more or less, is where my, like, nostalgia bug hits. Mm-hmm. Like, GameCube, PS2, Xbox on, I don't really, I'm not super nostalgic for. Um part of that has to do with, like you said, uh, renting yep. because you know games are quite expensive, and you know you you can't just buy a 70 80 game all the time. You're a kid with and, no and, money <laughs>
1: like you, there's no there's no right chance.
0: And you had um the games were hard on purpose, like there's that old saying of Nintendo hard. Mm-hmm and you know renting was a good way to see whether or not you liked the game. Yep. And if you liked it enough then for birthday or christmas you can ask for it. So the um but yeah, renting really hit home too and I think like the peak of my like rental was for uh like N64. I rented a lot more uh and Sega. So um, uh, let's... Joe, what did you have for the Nintendo? Uh,
2: I mean, like John said, I had the that pack-in, uh, Mario Duck Hunt game. I had I had Super Mario 3, also, which is just such a good game. Um, I feel like I had, like, a whole bunch of, like, those random games that, that I couldn't even tell you what they were. Or, like, like I, I think we had a game called, like, Bayou Billy. Oh my god. Oh bio Billy I, I that was one of those games that like you don't know anything about it so you plug it in and like you put the game in you go what what do I do now? Okay, I go play a different game. <laughs> um, but I mean we, we didn't have like a ton of games. we had Tetris, we had Dr. Mario uh, but I mean we spent most of our time just playing Mario to be honest because who doesn't like that and like my sisters being not big gamers. Uh, Mario is like one of the few games that I could get them to play with me a- as a kid. So we would go back and forth, and at least I could spend time with my sisters and, and actually play video games. But then, as soon as you go to anything else, they were they were out. Except my one sister was to this day, and she's uh, five years older than me. To this day, she still loves Doctor Mario. But other than that, yeah, we we didn't really have a, a ton of games. I know, um, like after the like after newer systems had come out and like the popularity had died. Uh, I had gotten, like, a big crate of um, NES and SNES games, but at that point, like, you know, we weren't really playing the the consoles anymore, and all of them were, like, weird, unknown games as well, except for, like, the Batman game was in there, and that might be one of the worst NES games in existence, (laughs) the Batman game. I don't know if you guys played it.
0: I haven't, but I did see Angry Video Game Nerds. It was
2: really video bad. Which, oh my wait, God. wait, wait,
1: wait. Which, which Batman game? Is it just the one called Batman?
2: I think so. I'm pretty that sure. that game's awesome. Is it? <laughs> what maybe, are you maybe talking I was, about? Maybe I was just bad at it. <laughs> good the one from the first movie? <laughs>
3: yeah, that game's
0: pretty good. I think
1: it's the... made by Sunsoft.
2: I'm going to I have to... I know I still own it somewhere. I'm going to have to dig it up. It's probably in, yep. in storage at my parents' place. Play that, did play you that again.
0: I, I you just get that chance. creative games is that creative games is worth thousand dollars
2: probably. Maybe. I also had a, I just remember I had uh, Double Dragon Two, which was an incredible game. Uh, I mean it wasn't, but it was. Uh, and then I had Ghostbusters. Did you guys play Ghostbusters for NES?
1: I I've, I've played it. I still don't understand how that game works.
2: Oh thank goodness nope. it's not just me. That <laughs> game is impossible. You like so you start on on like a map with a whole bunch of buildings around, and I think you're you're supposed to be driving but you're just represented by the the Ghostbusters logo if I remember correctly and you have to like go into the buildings and and like kill the ghosts and whatever uh in the buildings but but there's no explanation as to how the game works which it was pretty common with NES games I guess but maybe it's just because I didn't have a manual but like you're just dumped there there's no indication of how to get into the building so I would constantly I mean constantly play this game at like seven or eight years old trying to get into these buildings and having no idea and just didn't know how to, to play. Uh, so I would you know give up and play something else and then go back to it and still not figure it out. And uh, a coworker of mine had pulled up, I'm pretty sure it was the angry video game uh, nerd video, and, and him playing it and like, oh, me just watching it in awe because I had no idea how to do the things he's doing. And uh, he gets to the end of the game, and, and I forget exactly what it is, but it's, it's in horribly broken English. When you um when you finish the game It's just like con- conflaterations Or something like that And then like the game doesn't actually end If I remember correctly But he just, I, I don't know, he beat the game in, in a few hours or something And I'm like, I am 30 now And still don't know how to enter a building In the NES version of Ghostbusters
1: That game sounds like perfection
2: It's uh In a matter of speaking Yeah, you could call it that like most movie
0: and TV show titles. They're
2: just all bad. You know, you think after decades of trying, somebody would have figured it out. But there there's very, very few of them that are any good.
0: Eh, there's a few sprinkled in.
2: Yeah. There's one we
3: can get to so, much later.
0: Um, moving on, you guys mentioned that you played NES until you got the Super Nintendo. Joe mentioned Double Dragon. So, I didn't have Super Nintendo. Right? You're missing out. I actually didn't... What? You were missing out. You were. Uh, what a great... Apparently, I was. Yeah, what a great console. Like, so, I I had Sega. And I was I was Team Sonic. And I first time I played Super Nintendo, I think it was at my cousin's house. He played... He had Donkey Kong Country. And then I was, like, intimidated by it. And I didn't play it, and then the next time I played it was at John's house, actually, long like years later. But, um, Double Dragon was obviously on Nintendo and Super Nintendo, so I, when I had Sega, I had Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3, but so I was like, and then do you remember Mortal Kombat came out with that weird? Like cartoon movie.
1: You, I remember the cartoon. It was in. It was terrible. Defenders of the realm. Yeah. Or whatever yes, it was
0: called. that was that that was terrible. That really terribly awesome. But there was a uh, there was a movie. That was like it was like an hour long, and it was them going to the island before Mortal Kombat started, and it had like really bad like animation, like computer animation in it for like the Goro fight.
1: Oh, you mean the movie? You mean the the actual movie that came out in theaters?
0: No, 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 not the live action movie. It was a cartoon movie. I gotta look this up. I'll have to. I'll have to send it to you. But it was it was a cartoon movie, and I had it. And I, I remember seeing the Mortal Kombat movie in theaters. I did too. But I liked the the Mortal Kombat cartoon movie a lot, and I had like the Mortal Kombat GI Joe figures. And the game I was really bad at, but I thought I was good because I could do backpack A with Scorpion and do the get over here. Um, And occasionally I could do ice with Sub Zero. But the my mom got me Double Dragon, a Double Dragon cartoon VHS, and I watched it. And in the beginning, and I also had like the toys, which were pretty cool. But I watched it, and in the beginning of the video it like aired um back when they aired like ads in videos there was an ad for the game and i remember i would pause the vcr and i would look at the game in awe and like wow i really want to play this game because it looks awesome and just would look at the characters and be like well these guys aren't in the movie or these aren't in the cartoon and then it's like only on super nintendo and i was like what not sega why Absolutely and I was, crushed. I was so upset that I wanted to I played it once I don't remember if I had made my cousin rent it and I was like this is the best thing ever but then I, I would watch it and I would watch it and I would pause on that scene just to see it and be in awe of the Super Nintendo and just be jealous of everybody who had a Super Nintendo because I did not own one until I was an adult but you guys owned one, so what are your memories with the Super Nintendo? Oh, man.
1: Uh, I, I mean, there are there are a ton of games I played on the Super Nintendo as a kid. Renting, like, then I have, like, future memories. But, I, you know, I can't even, the thing is, I can't even remember obtaining it because I was so young. So, like, for some reason I remember playing the NES, I know we didn't get the Super Nintendo until the NES broke. For some reason, I don't remember the day we got the SNES.
0: When your NES broke, did you get rid of the games?
1: Yeah, we did, cause just because you know back then you you know you wouldn't know they're actually going to be worth any money. You know, you, threw them, you away. threw them away. Hundred percent, threw them away. I don't even think we knew. I don't even think we we would think to like sell them to Funko Land. I don't think they sold them to Funko Land or something like that. Uh, so, so, and the thing is, it broke in a stupid way. It, now I know how to fix it because it was just a spring loader broke, so you just had to replace the spring. Uh, but know. we didn't, we didn't, uh, you know, of course, you just threw it away. And then, and then supposedly they bought the SNES, and of course it came with Super Mario World and so so but my I think my fondest memory of the Super Nintendo is from a picture I have that's in my mom's house and it's from my birthday when I was nine years old in 1999 which means I actually already technically owned a Playstation but they still bought me a Super Nintendo game for Christmas and there's a picture of me at like nine years old really happy with a Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island box, and that's and I I remember playing that game, beating the entire game in nine days, and for some reason I even remember what I quoted to my brother. There's no way someone could beat this any faster, and if you could probably find a speed run of Yoshi's Island being done in 42 minutes or something, but still. <laughs>
0: I mean, nine, days. In nine days can't be Yoshi's <laughs> Island
1: faster than nine days
0: wait your mom and dad were able to find a brand new Super Nintendo game in
1: 1999 it was either 98 or 1999 might have been 97 time is
0: in a, a blur might have been console...
1: 97
0: what was the console's life
1: the Super Nintendo stopped manufacturing probably around 96 maybe 97
0: what What about you, Joe?
2: Uh, so the... <laughs> my memories of Super Nintendo were trying to play my su- play the Super Nintendo because it wasn't in my room. It was in my sister's room, um, who apparently had a deal that I wasn't allowed in her room. But, uh, we had, um... We had Super Mario All-Stars, which I didn't know anybody else who had that game. So we would always play, like, uh... Like the Lost Levels and stuff like that, which is a super weird-styled Mario game. Um... Which is funny, because it has some, like, notable characters, but nobody's ever actually played the game before. Um, but it, it, it's kind of fun, it's just, a it's got a lot of weird mechanics. Um, we had, uh, what else did we have for that? We had um, Super Mario World, was probably, like, to this day, it's probably, like, the best Mario game. Like, I, I will, I, I still play that game every so often, um, and just run through it, because, I am not am bad at it, but... It, it's just... It's colorful, and it's bright, and it's so much fun. Um, there was just such a big difference between the, the NES and the SNES when it came yeah. to, like, music and graphics. Like, SNES games have some of the, the greatest soundtracks, um, and they're just so good. Um, I'm trying to think of what other SNES games that we had. I had gotten my own SNES, like, years after the fact. Like, I, I mean, I, I think the PS2 might have even been out by the time I got mine. Like, one day I was like, huh... I want an S.A.S. And, like, my mom just drove me around to just random places, like, used video game stores until we found one for, like, really cheap and I was able to clean it up and stuff. Um, but Like, I didn't have a lot of games. I and mean, Mario's got a lot of longevity to it. I'm sure I'll think of something once we've gone, like, you know, four more consoles deep. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember, yep. like, th- there was just something about the, the color scheme and the, the buttons and, like, the controller that was just a lot more comfortable and a lot like cooler overall than the NES um and the the graphical jump between the two systems I feel like is so much bigger than almost any other console even like since then it's just just a a big deal to to play those games because they were a lot of fun and you could do a lot more like even now I'm kind of impressed with what the the SNES can do you know like knowing how low power of a console it is it's really cool seeing like how good the graphics in Mario World actually are, considering it's a game from, like, the mid-90s.
1: So, so like, there's a bunch of, like, little tidbits about the SNES that, that I love, so I, like, I 100% agree with Joe. It's just I remember reading, I don't, I forget who was saying it, it was some higher up at Nintendo, when they were designing the SNES. So everyone knows if you've seen an SNES, there's an eject button. And in reality, the eject button's worthless. You can just pull the cartridge out, just like you could do with a Sega Genesis. Yep. And the reason the eject button exists, to my knowledge, is literally because they thought it's fun to see the cartridge pop out. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm like, that's such a Nintendo thing. Like they would do that. They because oh, they have sure. such a. And and it's just to me like that little tidbit embodies the the Super Nintendo. It's. An incredible library, just so many fun games to play that I continually go back to. In like the early two thousands, me and my brother, one summer was like, "Let's come one hundred percent complete Chrono Trigger," and that uh-huh. was a huge bonding. That was a huge bonding moment for us. We were trying to discover every location without using a guide, and then we eventually ended up using a guide because we got lazy. But you know, it's it's you know, <laughs> it was it was awesome, and and. It,
3: it's, Did
0: you hundred percent? Yeah,
1: of course, of That's
0: course. That's awesome. Good for you. And this was before achievements. These were
1: before achievements. <laughs> we just wanted to. You just wanted to do it because it's something we just. You know, we we grew up with this game. We we usually only saw one of the endings, and then we found out there's like twelve endings to this game. We had no idea. And we just kind of went so on this. So the,
0: the lifespan was from 1990 to 2003. No way. Um, 1990 to 2003 in Japan, as well as... uh, So, in America, North America, it was 91 to 99. Yeah. So, your your Yoshi's Island 2 is accurate. Could be accurate, then, yeah. Could be, yeah.
1: Could be 99, I don't
0: know. So, favorite game for the Super Nintendo?
1: It's a toss-up, I think, between... Final Fantasy 6 and Donkey Kong Country 2. Drastically different games, but those things, they, they are absolutely stellar. I remember the first time I played Donkey Kong Country 2 was at a Toys R Us. When you had like these, um, they had like these kiosks set up, and you could like select what Super Nintendo game you wanted to play or whatever. And I was playing that. And then I you know like you said you 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 play it and then you ask for it for your birthday and six long months happen and then you get it <laughs> yeah
2: that's how it was my uh joe favorite game my my favorite games I mean, my favorite and everything is is you know purely based on nostalgia um but uh i i also i'm torn between super mario world because i have you know a lot of a lot of fond memories of just putting hours into that game um you know like my my cousin came over one day and like i don't see my cousins even back then didn't see my cousins too often uh so one you know they'd come over and me and my cousin nick had sit down and and we were like we're just gonna we're just gonna play this game like straight through the weekend that you're here we're gonna play it and that was the furthest that i've ever gotten into super mario world um but at the same time uh do you guys um you guys remember uh in i think it was like Second or third grade uh, when when our friend Nicole moved in, um, he was yeah. Yeah, so he he was my neighbor. He moved in right next door to me. So we obviously quickly became friends because he lived next door. So he had a Super Nintendo, and while I didn't have my own, I still had games. So I would come home from school and you know, like multiple days a week, I would go home, get my copy of uh, Street Fighter 2 turbo and then go to his house and we would just play super we would play street fighter 2 turbo like for hours and i remember we spent a lot of time um you could uh if you held different buttons down when the game started it would change the color or, or maybe you could press one of the buttons i forget exactly but you could change the color of your fighter and uh we would always try to like remember which button gave you which color for each fighter and uh we would argue over like who was the strongest based on their color? Which doesn't make any sense. But you know, like we would always try to get like ice blue Ryu because the ice blue Ryu had like the strongest Hadoukens or something like that, and like the the uh the black Ken had like the best had the strongest kicks and stuff like that. So which I mean I-, I could look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's completely nonsensical. I think ice blue was just my favorite color at the time. But uh... that was a
1: very third grade thing to do. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. But
2: yeah, I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time just picking that up from, from from home after school and just running over to his house and just sitting in his living room for hours and just playing Street Fighter. So if it's anywhere, it's between those two games.
0: Around this time, we had the console wars, the first console wars, and that was the competitor the Sega Genesis. That's where, what I had. Did either of you have Sega? I had
1: a Sega Genesis.
2: I I did not have a Sega. I had a friend who had a Genesis, and then uh, my cousin, I had a cousin and another friend who, who had, you know, like the, the home console, but I didn't have either of them, unfortunately. Which, now that I think about it, was probably a better deal.
0: Yeah, you lucked out. Yeah. Um, Even though I was, I'll still stick by Genesis. But the, you know, the Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> and everybody loved the blue hedgehog with Attitude. And Sonic also had a cartoon. Mario had a cartoon, too. It was terrible, though. Zelda, I...
1: Yeah, it was. Well... They're all terrible.
0: The Super, the Super Mario Bros. 3 one was okay. But it was on, like, USA at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. And that was, like, the randomest time. But Sonic... I think Sonic was also on USA. But Sonic was more consistent when, when it was on. And it was voiced by um, Julia White, Urkel. Oh, wow, I didn't actually know that. uh, Yeah, you can watch, I think it's on Netflix, you can watch the old Sonic cartoon, and then at the end it's, like, Sonic's PSAs. Sonic the Hedgehog is the reason why I tried and like Chili Dogs. (laughs)
2: Please walk us through
0: that story. I mean, because, so, do you ever watch, like, I don't know about a movie, but, like, a cartoon, at least back in the day? There was um like the Ninja Turtles, whenever they ate pizza, like the cheese always dripped and like the toppings stayed on and just looked so good yes. and like gooey. I've always said um, I wanted to try Sonic, the pizza from Doug. From from like Doug like the honker burger. Like Honestly, when you got a honker burger yeah. <laughs> and like fried like you know, it like even the liver and onions episode, like they didn't look that bad. <laughs> but the um <laughs> Why from, like a reptile that? Bo- <laughs>
3: I the, the Reptar really Bar movie. from
0: Rugrats which they later made in real life which sucked um, but like at the time looked great
2: that's really disappointing. so
0: Sonic um used to eat chili dogs all the time with tails and I liked hot dogs like any kid did but you I guess like the way he would just like pile it all on and, and it would just look like such like a filling meal and he just, like, made it look so appetizing. And I was like, well, if Sonic thinks it's cool to like chili dogs, then I think it's cool to like chili dogs. So there was a hot dog stand uh, not too far from where I lived. And I was like, I would like a chili dog. And my grandma was like, are you sure you're going to eat that? It's spicy. And I was like, I'll eat it. Sonic eats it. I'll eat it. And I did. I never went back.
2: I really like the
1: justification sonic. There. Wow, Sega really needs to get like a brand deal with Chili Dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing was I couldn't eat mustard on I didn't like mustard for a long time when I was a kid. So like I um I think yeah, like you Joe had a sandwich once with mustard on it and I thought it was the most gross thing ever. No, that like, can't be me. I, I hate mustard. mustard I didn't like mustard either. No, it was some no, it had to be one you want it? No, maybe it was Danny.
2: You got the wrong best friend, like <laughs>
0: I I could have sworn it was you because you used to bring sandwiches on potato bread.
2: Yes. Love potato bread.
0: I could have sworn it was you. You're also the reason why I can't eat fluff.
3: <laughs> Wait, Wait, why?
1: <laughs> I mean fluff because... is terrible for you, but fluff is amazing. Oh yeah, I
2: still keep it I still keep it stocked in the house. Like I can see a container of fluff from where I'm sitting right now
1: and don't believe the expiration date that stuff can never expire
2: oh no i know oh yeah (laughs) so after a while you get like this like black syrupy stuff on the bottom just stir it up and eat it anyway
0: (laughs) because first of all i didn't know what it was like i didn't like jelly It's just as a so i was like oh peanut butter by itself is just like superior it's just good and you're like, no, you got to get it with fluff. Mm-hmm. And then you would have it, oh, also, too, I don't know if it was just, like, one time or whatever. But, like, so me, the, like, the OCD that I had, everything had to be, um, like, uniform, like, perfect. You brought it on a, like, a, like a roll, like a hamburger roll. Yep. Over a, uh, like, two slices of bread instead of two slices of bread. And I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "This is like you're disturbing the natural world." No, my family had this no money. We could only get rolls or bread, not,
2: because, not, not both. <laughs> but,
0: but, but, so I'm like, "What?" And then I'm like, "You're just putting this like white thing on it. What is it?" You're like, "It's fluff." And I was like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> I don't understand. And I couldn't comprehend it because I didn't know what it was. And then I eventually saw it once in the store, and I was just like, "Oh, this is it! It is real. He didn't just make it up."
3: So no, I mean, like, he just made it, it up.
2: <laughs> you you were absolutely missing out on Fluffbo. It's so it's so good. Oh, I've had it as an
0: adult, and I think it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> but as a as like an eight nine year old kid, I'm like, "Are you like putting like
2: glue on your sandwich? Like, what are you doing?" See, it should be the opposite. As as a kid, you should want nothing more but to try it. As an adult, you should want to stay away from that for the sake of your dentistry bill.
1: Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) It was good, though. Oh my god, I love, I love, love.
2: It's, it's still a treat here uh, there. Like I said, I still keep a, a container of it stocked. And, like, if I'm running low, I make sure there's a second one before that first one's empty.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is you eat fluff somewhat regularly. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah you know what? I'll go, like, a couple weeks without it, and then I'll be like, wait a minute. I miss fluff and have, like, three spoonfuls. Uh,
0: you know what didn't have a lot of fluff? Sega Genesis.
1: <laughs> there's a ton. There are tons of great games on the Sega Genesis team.
0: Oh no, I I agree. There are. Um, my personal favorite was like I said before, Mortal Kombat. Uh, loved anything Sonic was in, and um, uh, Ristar was a good one. L- uh, Rampage, like the fighting game with like the I prehistoric dinosaurs. Love Primal, Rampage. Primal Rage. Primal Rage. Primal Rage. Primal Rage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Rampage R- too. The one where you bro- broke the buildings.
2: Yeah, I love. Rampage. Yeah, that was on
0: Sega. Rampage um was awesome. And um, there was an Avril uh, monster. Power and... Power Rangers games were great on Sega. They are actually better on Sega, I think, than Super
2: Nintendo. Yeah, it doesn't surprise um, me.
1: The best Power Rangers game is for the Super Nintendo, but I think it was also for the Genesis. The the which one? The Fighting Edition.
0: The the fi- where the cover was the, like, they're on like the playground thing.
1: No, the cover was oh, man. I don't I don't remember the the name of the Zords anymore. But it was like I think it was it was like Zul, not, not Zul. Um, that's from Ghostbusters.
0: Wait, it was the one v one fighter.
1: It was the one v one fighter. That's the best Power Rangers game.
0: Yeah, it was on Sega, it was Genesis, on Sega Genesis too. Genesis
1: 2. Okay, yeah. I played it on Super Nintendo. It's like it's amazing. It's it's actually legitimately very good.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's very good, and I knew none of my friends knew how to use the gun, and I did, and I was like, Haha. <laughs> and I win. Every I won match. every time. Distance wins
2: in fighting <laughs> games. Did you guys have Just... the uh, ah, the Sonic, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog, like, expansion thing for Sega? Oh, Mike did.
1: He did?
2: You did? You had Sonic and
3: Knuckles. That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah and you could
2: like pull, So you'd plug the Sonic game into there, and I guess it would add Knuckles. I'm not actually sure, because I didn't have a Genesis. Well, my cousin did, and he had that thing, and we didn't know what it did, so we kept plugging random games into it, and the games would still work. They would play through it. It just wouldn't do anything, and we never had any idea what it was. And now that I'm older, I'm disappointed that we never like used it the right way.
0: It
1: worked.
2: Oh yeah,
0: it was it was like wizardry. It was so you cool. You could play. Uh, you it didn't work with Sonic One. No. But Sonic Two and Three, you put it in, and then you put the game on top of it. You could play as Knuckles in Sonic Two. It was essentially. In Sonic Three, and I was like, "This is. Wow,
1: it was essentially was a, a game very specific I game. A
2: ton. What's that?
1: Sonic and Knuckles. I rented Sonic oh. and Knuckles a ton, just because it had the flip thing.
2: It's a great game.
0: My the my parents got divorced that year, so my mom felt bad for me, so she got it for me, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was, and I got Sonic Three, and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, best.
1: you brought you brought it over my house one time, and it was like blew my mind. I think you might have been the one that showed it to me. You were like oh, and you put this yeah. on top, and I was like,
3: "What?"
0: Yeah, and it was like, "This is like you stack it." and I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. I was like, "Imagine if they put one on top too, and you could play three games."
1: <laughs> Just keep stacking Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic and Knuckles on top of each other and see what happens. Completely, I didn't ha- blows up the Sega Genesis.
0: I didn't. I didn't have uh, the Sonic thirty. I didn't uh, Sonic. I didn't have the Sega thirty two X, and I didn't have the Sega CD.
1: I didn't have any of those, but I knew someone who had a Sega CD, didn't know what it was, I didn't know what it was, and then he threw it away.
3: <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> no! That's my
1: only memory with the Sega CD. Wasn't
2: the Sega CD um, like a super I'll never, though?
0: I'll never forget, you told me, this was maybe like 12 years ago, you told me there was like a, a retro game store, like a little bit south of us. And I went there, and they had a, they had a bin full of brand new 32Xs for twenty dollars, and I didn't buy one.
1: Oh dang, that would have been that would have been a nice pickup. I don't know what you would have played on it. What Knuckles Chaotix or something?
0: I mean, yeah, but just because you can't get them, I mean they're harder to find That's now, true. brand new sealed. But I would have, um, my remember the Wiz?
1: Nobody beats the Wiz, man. Of course.
0: So, you know, my Toys R Us was also legendary because you had to go to, like, the video game aisle wasn't games. It was just, um like, a uh, wall of paper, and you picked up the sheet, the slip sheet yeah. mm-hmm. oh my God, yeah. of what you wanted. Oh, Jeez. And you um brought it to the counter, and that's how you got your game. And if it was empty, then, you know, they didn't have it. But then sometimes they had, like, those jerk-off kids who would take the whole stack. Mm and the game really wasn't stock but so you always had to ask but um the wiz was going out of business yeah sadly i did. think
1: it did yeah
0: and they oh they had like they had first of all they had like a ballroom staircase and i remember like playing on it but you Sega Genesis they were selling brand new for $20 my uncle bought a three smart and me like an idiot opened the ball.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. I was like, well, I want to play he goes, Why? Wow, you have one already opened. But, like, but this is new. You gotta play it. And I might have one somewhere. But it's uh, yeah. If only.
1: Further proof kids ruin everything. No, I'm joking. But still.
0: <laughs> no,
3: that, that no. <laughs> we do.
0: <laughs> but you know, the problem is nothing now is like going to be worth anything or collectible. That comes out now. So like I can't like hold it for my kid and be like, oh, you know, but maybe something is, and I just don't know it. But you know, the way technology is changing, I'm not so sure that's gonna be the case.
1: Your uncle is ahead of the curve, man. Buying three sealed Sega Genesis. He was.
0: He he really was. I was like, damn. No games. No, no just just just, just, just just consoles. And it was the uh, it was the the second gen version, the Golden one R2, with the best one. Yeah, yeah, the best one—the one without the knobs—wasn't like a record studio thing. Yeah. Um, and then before we started the podcast, we were talking about the forgotten, you know, third party in the console war. It was um, the turbografx sixteen that you happen to have.
1: I do. I, I just want to go back to the Genesis a, a, a little bit, only because I I. I owned a Genesis, but we got it through happenstance. So a neighbor had an extra, and they just gave it to us. So I just kind of got one.
2: I <laughs> wish that something original. you end up Where with an extra? We do people
0: meet these people.
1: Right? They had they had one already. They had a Mark One.
0: Like, why do like, oh, we never meet these this. people? Like, oh, you just like, did a one and just gave it to me. It's like
1: they just gave what? they just gave it to us because I think like you know we would you know my mom would babysit their kids, we'd hang out, and they just gave it to us. And we got Sonic Two, and it was awesome. But you're right. I did have it. I I do have a Turbo Graphics, and I got it later in life. But I bought it, and uh, oh, you got it as an adult. I got it as an adult, and um, I mainly ended up like I ended up. I only have like three games. I have like Splatterhouse, Legendary Axe, and like Keith Courage. But
0: I think uh, Splatterhouse is worth a lot of money.
1: Oh, is it cool? Because I bought that game for like twenty dollars. I, I think so. And um. I just remember coming really, really close to beating the world record for Splatterhouse on Turbo Graphics by like ten or ten seconds or something, and then I just I gave up I'm like I'm done. Played this game too much.
2: We need to have a night where we. Oh no, it's.
0: No. Uh, it's it's worth. Do you have the case? Yeah. With the case, with the cover like case. manual. Should
1: have the manual and the hue card. Yeah.
0: Uh anywhere from like 100 200 bucks? Wow. It's not bad.
1: Wow, that went up in value.
0: Yeah. I've never played a Turbo Graphics. Wish it did.
1: It's really awesome. It has an it has like a turbo. The controller has like turbo buttons. So I mean,
0: yeah, Turbo Graphics really screwed itself by only releasing in major cities.
1: Yeah, I would actually just recommend you get the Japanese one the PC Engine. I think it's just cheaper.
0: You get better games. Uh, they made the Turbo Graphics Mini, which came out with almost all the games. Oh, did it really? <laughs> yeah, it's um, like the, the they copied the like Super Nintendo Mini, the Nintendo Mini, the Sega Mini, the PlayStation Mini. It's a uh, Turbo Graphics made one, and it has most most of the games. Because oh, wow. the library wasn't that big.
1: Probably not North America. It was no, not North America. It was America. around for like. It was around for like what two years but it did have like did you guys ever hear the turbo express
0: yes the best handheld on the go but ever
1: but it did the most 90s thing ever and had a tv tuner attachment (laughs) so you could watch television in like 1993 and like i don't know a two inch diagonal screen
3: if you (laughs) wanted to
2: okay but well I guess this was the time of like we can do it, so we're going to do it. <laughs> we're gonna do didn't, it. Man. Didn't matter why.
0: That's pretty cool. And you only got like Telemundo and Probably the, the Q V C channel?
1: Probably. I couldn't imagine um, that thing worked well.
0: Do you have a favorite Genesis game?
1: Yeah, I, I so my two favorite Genesis games. My my actual favorite from like a gameplay perspective is um, Ristar. Even though it should be Sonic Three, it's Ristar. Oh,
0: Ristar was a fantastic. game. Um, we played great.
1: But the other game that is probably not very good that I'm incredibly fond of is Echo the Dolphin. And mainly because Echo, huh? mainly be, it's a hard game. Ma- and I never beat it, but mainly because I remember as a kid, there's just, like, one memory I have as a kid, when I'm playing, like, it's a snow day, it's, like, let's say it's, like, it's it's break, it's winter break, it's probably, like, December 22nd or something, or December 27th, and it's snowing outside, and I'm, like, seven years old, and me and my brother are playing, we're having a snowball fight, we're building snowmen, and I remember coming inside, going, and then just playing Echo the Dolphin. So that game's always a, it's a big favorite for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know, but that's what I did.
0: Hey, whatever hits that nostalgia nerve. Good times. So in the um, interim here, we got the one that united us all game boy Uh. i'm gonna like include like game boy game boy color because pocket it was all the same Mm -hmm. until we get to the advance um so like we talked about before pokemon which is my favorite game on the game boy pokemon red what about you i got a game boy solely for pokemon at toys r us they were sold out of all the slips so i remember still getting that and like I liked James Bond because I liked GoldenEye, so I bought a James Bond game for Game Boy, and I was like, "This game's terrible," <laughs> but I had it, so I played it. And I was like, "This is really hard and really bad," but until I got Pokemon, because you, are you, one of you told me to like, "Yo, it's at Kmart." I was like, K-Mart "Couldn't have been
1: me. Couldn't, couldn't have been me. May. Maybe it was May. I couldn't What were you too good for Kmart? Somebody, back then?
0: I don't. I thought I only hung out with like you guys, so maybe it was like one of the other randos that just like came to our you know, lunch table and hung out. But it was um uh, it was uh yeah, they're like Kmart has it. So I begged my grandma's like can we go to Kmart? We did. I got red, my brother got blue, and then we went to Denny's. It was oh wow hot.
1: what a great day. Right? Yeah right. <laughs> wow,
0: that's like
2: just the epitome of viral friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Buy Pokemon and then go to denny's
1: Man, I, I would do that now. <laughs> Eye, sword and Shield, and go to Zeny.
2: Oh yeah, without a doubt.
1: To,
0: we should do that then. Just go to Denny's at one o'clock in the morning. The next
2: morning. new Pokemon game that comes out, provided you know we can all leave the house again, we should all go out, buy it together, and then just go to Denny's go and to get, Denny's. bring our Switch or whatever console it's on, you know, get a Grand Slam and just hang out there for four hours and play Pokemon. Yeah,
3: I'm,
0: I'm down. Make, it's I, probably the Diamond and Pearl remake. That's cool. I'll play Even those. Better.
2: Yeah. Those are pretty good.
1: I'm. We will make. I I will sign on to that pack.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh, I love it.
1: The Great Denny's Pokemon pack. <laughs> I.
0: You had Pokemon. What what color version do you have? Red or blue? Blue. I had both.
1: You rich bastard.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so what happened was, uh, one of my my friends, um, Alec. And I, we, I mean, we were young, so we obviously didn't buy them for each other. But I think our parents didn't know the difference between the versions, and the fact that there was hardly a difference. So, I, there are air quotes here, I had bought him uh, red and blue, and he had bought me red and blue. So we both got both versions for each other, um, which really worked out because I ended up getting every single Pokemon <laughs> because I was able to play both games and just trade them back and forth.
1: You had a link cable too. I didn't have a link
2: cable. Yeah. I still have my link cables. I have a couple of them and I've still got them in a box under my bed.
0: I got a link cable with Bradley's. Oh Bradley's. my god.
2: Yes. I had to drive yeah, by Bradley's, Bradley's every single
3: day.
0: One one time like like ten ish twelve years ago when my my cousin and I and a few friends were like into collecting like wrestling toys and like just finding stuff and just going on adventure. We we're like, we drove we were in Freehold and we drove by at Bradley's and we're like, yo, there's a Bradley's there. And we're like, Yeah, like, does it look open? And we're like, I don't know. So we drove up. And we're like, there's a sign on the door. And they're like store closing in nineteen ninety seven. it was like two thousand and eight. Whoa, that <laughs> sign was still up. Sign was still wow. there. It was it was a it was a handwritten sign that somebody taped in the window and it was still there.
1: Wow, nobody bought, nobody rented that lot again.
0: No, I'm surprised the sign didn't sunfade.
2: Yeah, seriously. The same thing as the, uh, the one over by where I work, there was a Bradley's over there. Same thing, it's just an empty building and a lot. Nobody's moved into there since then.
1: It just shows no one can, like, compete with Bradley's on a quality level, so they said
2: we're not going to do Oh, yeah, no nobody can compete wonder... with that, uh, what's in those low end like there's gotta be
0: something somebody left behind a case of something display case I mean there's
2: definitely some like leftover like probably you know that that old clothing store kind of uh clothes and and some bags of chips and uh more than likely a couple squatters
0: yeah I mean hey that's how you find like rare gems people just happenstance going to old abandoned places and like oh what's that oh just a case of bubble bubbles
1: <laughs> Mike's gonna go in to a Bradley see a bunch of squatters and say what are you doing here look I'm just looking for sealed second Genesis it's fine like, <laughs> making up for yeah, last po- time
2: look I, I won't admit to this on recording or anything but if you guys want to go break into the uh, closed down Bradley that nobody's set foot into in almost 20 years I'm, I'm in let's do it
1: I am not formally committing to that <laughs> therefore you cannot <laughs> prosecute me for it <laughs>
0: There was, um... So, during... On the topic of Pokemon, uh, there was a... During COVID, I've been watching a lot of YouTube, and my buddy, Vintage Pokemon Hunter, was on the show in, uh, back in August, September, and he started collecting Pokemon Heavy this year and making videos about it, but... So I've been watching a lot of Pokemon videos about people like opening up old packs, collecting old stuff, etc. And I was like, oh, I had all these things, and now they're worth a ton of money. But um, there was a guy in, I think it was a Target, or it might have been a Walmart, one of the two. And he was like, you know, when they don't move the displays around because they're too heavy, like the shelves and all that stuff... You, sometimes when you flip the, the, uh, the under, on the very bottom, it's like people like as a kid, I used to step on it to try to get to the top shelf, but so that is deck. actually a thing for storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can lift that up. Yeah. And when Toys R Us was going out of business, people did that and they were moving stuff and they found like, I remember one of the things I saw on Reddit was like a sealed Mario Kart 64 oh my god! and it was all dusty and dirty. It was filthy, Um, and they still made the person like, pay like the person like I don't think they wanted to sell them the game, but the over the summer, somebody was in the Target or Walmart and they found they were doing that and they lifted up and they found a base set two pack of Pokemon cards, and it was dirty and sticky and gross, but they found it. And now the whole point is you never know what you can find.
1: Yeah, so my brother my brother worked for Best Buy forever. And um, this was in 2010, let's just say. He randomly sent me a picture of a sealed Chrono Cross for PlayStation. And he's like, why was this in the back still? So, like, yeah, sometimes inventory is just weird. Did he buy it? And no, he didn't. He should have. But he didn't. Oh. I don't, I don't even know if he it probably wasn't even in the system anymore right
2: oh um, yeah then you just penny it out
1: yeah you just you can just do that
2: yeah the, the inventory and like back rooms of, of retail stores are like gold mines for random stuff because I mean there's so many things that like when you do physical inventory they you know they get missed whether on purpose or not they get missed and then what happens is, You do the inventory, it doesn't get scanned, and it just gets removed after you guys try to reconcile the inventory, so now it's sitting there and it doesn't belong to anybody anymore. Um, Or, like, stuff... uh, I worked at Radio Shack, and they, like, kept telling us to take things off the shelf for one reason or another, and they'd go, uh, store it in your back room for now, and there will be further communication on what to do with it. And then, like, a year and a half, two years would go by. I don't remember how long I was there, but, like, years would go by, and we would never get any uh communication on it and it would be out of the inventory they would just have us completely remove it from the inventory and just kind of like even out the uh the store budget for it and like so stuff like that is just going to sit in the back because you legally like you can't take it because it belongs to the store but the store's like well it doesn't belong to me anymore and just stuff i mean stuff gets dropped stuff gets left behind all the time there's so much stuff in the back of retail stores that like nobody ever knows what to do with
0: Radio Shack's biggest miss was they didn't sell video games.
2: They did sell video
0: games. Did yes.
2: they? Uh, at least when I... Not the one you worked at. Yeah, we did. I did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yep. Um, so we we did like a couple big changes, uh, but when I first worked there, before we did like the first big change, um, when you first walked in those doors, to your left was the phone displays. Um, to the right, so, like, if you were standing in between, like, in the aisle between the phone displays and whatever was behind you, if you turned around, there were video games. They were, like, right, they were right up in the front. Xbox 360? Yeah, Yeah, whatever, so, Xbox 360, PS3 games. There weren't a lot of them, um, but there were, like, new modern games, like, you could walk in and buy Call of Duty at our store.
0: Wow. For some reason, I remember as a kid, Radio Shack being the place where, like, you got computer stuff and not video games.
2: It changed a lot over the years. It used to be kind of like a, like a hobby shop, you know, it was called Radio Shack. It would, you know, you would sell uh, parts to things that, that were hard to find anywhere else because you would it would be there for fixing radios and small gadgets and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, like new management took over and, and people trying to fix things themselves kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Ah, uh, so it turned into like, oh well, we still have that in the back, so we can keep those customers. But we're gonna be a big, re- a big box retailer with a uh, floor space the size of GameStop now, and we're gonna see if that works for us. And it didn't.
1: Yeah, Radio Shack was the place I'd buy resistors at. Yeah, <laughs> or a transistor, or like you know, capacitors. And what uh, they tried to
0: do? The hell? What do you need that for?
1: Uh, work potentially.
0: Oh, as an adult?
1: Yeah, because it was still technically around. I thought you meant it was like a nine-year-old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't know what he was doing as a nine-year-old.
1: I just never would think of buying anything else from Radio Shack.
2: Yeah, and that's why they went under, because they were they still marketed themselves as the place where, you know, your, your friendly neighborhood hobby shop, where you can buy resistors and switches and stuff like that, so all the stuff that they sold, I mean, there was a good margin on those, but realistically the price was really only like a buck fifty for most of the stuff like even like a two-pack of leds was only like three ninety nine so they marketed themselves as the place where you can buy that stuff um and then they would hope people would just magically come in and buy a cell phone and an ipad not you know without advertising for it when realistically nobody wanted to go to radio shack for that stuff anyway do they sell computers Still? Uh, I mean, they don't sell anything anymore, but um, when I worked there, we had, like, two desktops and six laptops at any given moment, and that was it. And they were, like, they were all HPs. Huh.
0: Well. Full from grace. For real.
2: Realistically, their, their biggest screw-up wasn't even the fact that they advertised poorly. Um, Their biggest screw-up was the fact that they had way too many stores in such a small area. Like, there were... Uh, three other stores, four other stores in less than six miles from me. So they were just like, yeah, the saturation was just way too high, so it was costing too much money because all the stores were competing with themselves when they shouldn't have been. And then add on to the fact that nobody wanted to buy anything there. So management saw that that was coming, and they were like, you know what, let's just bleed this company dry for all the money that we can, and then sell all of the floor space to Sprint.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That that was so sad because they were so big in the '90s, like they were everywhere, and then they just just fell apart.
0: And you know who else was doing falling into the same trap? GameStop.
2: Yeah. Yes, GameStop's uh, GameStop's kind of trying to save themselves. Not to say they're doing a good job, and not to say that they actually care. But they're—I mean—they're—they're being kind of shady too. Like they took, uh, from from my understanding, um, they bought ThinkGeek and then, or they took ThinkGeek and basically rolled ThinkGeek into GameStop, and the way they did it, it basically allowed them to, like, fudge their numbers for the year, so, like, GameStop was doing, like, really poorly, um, whatever year it was that they, that they did this, GameStop was doing poorly, they were not gonna hit, like, their projections or anything, um, and then they took the ThinkGeek name, rolled it into GameStop, and because they did that, they were able to call ThinkGeek sales GameStop sales, and made their sales look way better than they were, which only realistically made them look better to share- shareholders for like a single year, but that bought them one full year to figure out what to do next.
0: I think he made some cool stuff, um, and I didn't. There was only one. There's one GameStop back in the day when I was buying these nostalgic games that we've been talking about. But my main place to go was Funko Land mm-hmm. and uh, Kmart, like I mentioned, where I got Pokemon. Um. Did you, did you have any other like games that you played on the Game Boy, besides Pokemon? Because that was like my main jam. So I,
1: there were, but I just remember, I remember when Pokemon Pinball came out, and I didn't have it, and you guys had it. Yep. And it had this really cool rumble feature.
2: I still have it.
1: And uh, well, I eventually got it, but I remember I I played it on an emulator, so I didn't have the rumble feature and i totally didn't do anything illegal i swear um but so i I remember calling mike on the phone and talking to him about pokemon pinball and he's like i can't believe you got pokemon pinball i'm like well i played it on my computer he's like oh then you didn't play it you didn't actually play it i'm like no i i I did
3: (laughs) it's just not the same though
1: so that was I was baffled, and then I one hundred percent agreed when that Rumble feature made the uh, made the difference. Made the it really difference. So did. Right, I did not I did not play Pokemon
0: Pinball <laughs> until I bought it.
1: It's funny,
2: like yeah, I was,
0: you you can like unlock guys. That was a I was game.
2: rearranging stuff the other day. Like I literally literally had that game in my hand two days ago.
0: It it's still really good.
2: <laughs> Is it? I I I haven't played it in. in Decades, but I'm sure it still holds it, up. I mean, it's pinball, it's, so.
1: a, it's a solid pinball game where you can catch Pokemon half the time. It's all, all right. Hey, that's
2: fair. I the other game
0: I played was like non Pokemon was Super Mario, like the six coins. Yes, the
2: six golden oh, coins. Yeah. That was one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, Kmart had it for five bucks. Nice, steal. that's a steal. Yeah, it was like they were like they were getting rid of like Game Boy games, I guess at the time, or I don't know for what, but they they were like yeah, all five bucks, and it was like this is a steal, so I got that, and I played the first Yu Gi Oh game. It was on Game Boy. Oh wow! And that was fun being obsessed with Yu Gi Oh and playing on that, and it being pretty hard from what I remember.
1: I remember you showing me Yu Gi Oh games on the Game Boy Advance. Those blew my mind because I never owned any of them, and you had. They
0: them. were still some of the best Yu Gi Oh games. And
1: I was as like a, I think we were like twelve or whatever. It was mind blowing that we could play the card game accurately on a on a Game Boy Advance.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, sure. Before we move into the big daddy of PlayStation, any other fondness of the Game Boy or the Game Boy Color? What color Game Boys do you have? I had yellow. I
1: had, I had a yellow... It's actually right in front of me, weirdly. I had a yellow
0: Game Boy Pocket. I had a black Game Boy Pocket, yellow Game Boy Color.
2: I had a black original Game Boy, uh, a green Game Boy Pocket, and a purple Game Boy Color.
1: My brother had a lime green Game Boy Color.
2: Ooh, that one's I nice. I had a cool yeah. one. I feel like there's very few consoles like I will say this about, and I think there's off the top of my head I can only think of one other I feel like Game Boy was one of those consoles where you could like you can go to the store and just find any game and just be like I like that cover and play that game and it was more than likely going to be a good one like there were some like not so great games like the Power Rangers game wasn't great by any means but there didn't seem to be a whole lot of like shovelware so to speak for for Game Boy like a lot of the games were really good I mean I might just be biased going off of my games like I have like I have one of those plastic travel cases that holds, like, the Game Boy and then, like, two stacks of Game Boy games, and that thing without the Game Boy in it is overflowing with games, you know? Like, I I have a ton of Game Boy games, but they're... Like, I have fond memories of all of them. Like, I remember playing every single one of those games and enjoying it, you know? Like, I had Kirby's Dream Land 2, which I was just obsessed with. Yeah, my my favorite thing was just... I mean, that game was a lot of fun in general. Like, I, I think I might even... I think I could go back to that game now and probably still play it. But I loved uh, I loved getting uh, Rick the hamster and just running around on on Rick's back. He was just great. Um, but the, that game was so much fun. I mean, the the Pokemon games are, are like I I still play uh, Pokemon Red on my phone on an emulator. Like that one's a lot of fun. Um, you know, Pokemon. Yo, you put Pokemon Red on your Zune. Uh and I was. A it wasn't. Oh my God. It wasn't my Zune. It was my. Uh, I had an iRiver mp3 player and it was uh it was hacked running custom firmware and i used to play pokemon and i used to play doom on there during lunch periods
1: of course you could play doom on it
2: oh you, uh, you can play doom there. on anything um but, but yeah i just had so many game boy games and like they were just all good like I, I would always bring like a stack of game boy games with me anywhere that i went like that thing was attached to me my, my parents used to joke that uh my very first word was uh batteries because i was always asking for double a batteries for my game boy <laughs> uh, but yeah like I, I double dragon for that too and that was a lot of fun um, that said I I, uh, I actually did a review for a friend of mine um, for his he has a YouTube channel and he wanted me to do a review of um, the new Link's Awakening for, for Switch and oh. I, I like as, as soon as that came out I was like D- I'm doing a review of this game I have to because that was on Game Boy uh, Link's Awakening was my first Zelda game and it was just it was really, really good. You know, like, I, I didn't beat it on the original Game Boy because I was just bad at everything, but that game was a lot of fun. It was really cute, and it was a good introduction to Zelda, and it was, but it was also very different from all the other Zelda games. Like, I would, I would play that one and, and start it over repeatedly. That was just, It was just a lot of fun to, to play. It was a, a really cool, like, vibe to that game. And it was, like, it was probably, like, the first, like, adventure game that I had. So it was very different from a lot of the other games that I was playing, like Pokemon being an RPG and and um, like Double Dragon being a beat 'em up and stuff like that. Like Zelda was just a completely different world.
3: I,
1: I I completely agree with you in terms of Link's Awakening. My brother had it, so I, it's mainly my memories of that as him playing it. Um, but what made the game I think what makes everyone love the Game Boy so much is that it was portable, right? Like a lot of kids had them. Uh, that link cable with Pokemon, you know, with all the kids at the playground, like, watching two other kids battle each other's Pokemon is, is really exciting, and it was, like you said, it's attached to you, so, you know, you get to just, you know, like I said, playing Kirby's Dream Land 2, or Super Mario Land 2, or, god, I don't think I had, I didn't have that many games for the Game Boy, but I just remember, like, yeah, playing Pokemon Blue and Red, and it just you know in the car and you know me and my parents you know my brother drove up to Connecticut we had our Game Boys
0: and... yeah and that's one of the things too it was, who did you sh- it was one of the f- start with in Pokemon uh, I, I was
2: gonna say it was one of the first things to be like ubiquitous you know like everybody had a Game Boy so somebody had a link cable everybody had Pokemon so like you said we could go out uh, on like the field at, you know during recess um, at school and just be like well somebody's gonna take out their Game Boy and we're gonna start yeah. playing Pokemon you know like. Somebody around you always had it to play with, and it was cool.
1: Yep. And someone's gonna throw a Kangaskhan and then Mega Punch me to death, and I don't want to play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who did you start with? Who's your first starter? Oh,
1: Squirtle.
2: I. Bulbasaur. See, I started with Charmander. Who is very <laughs> easily? I love Charmander, and I will never back down. But Charmander is easily the worst starter in Red and Blue. Because yeah. you yeah, have, he's just the hardest. yeah, you're at a disadvantage for the first two gyms, and then even for the third gym, you're not at an, you're not at a disadvantage, but you don't have an advantage either. But it's very difficult to get past uh, Brock and Misty if you're using Charmander. Like you've got to find someone else and train them up.
1: I was I was recently playing um, uh, Pokemon Blue as like a Nuzlocke, so when your Pokemon die, they die forever. Oof. Yeah. And I rolled Charmander, and I haven't played these games in years. Uh, and this is to have Charmander not die in the first boss fight, which is Brock. I Almost was using impossible. like Leer. I was actually <laughs> using the move Leer to lower their attack stat. So I'm like, I'm just gonna grind you out.
2: <laughs> What's funny is I it worked. I, I recently uh, figured out because I've been playing more Pokemon games recently. I'm actually I've been playing uh, Alpha Sapphire. Uh, on lunch at work, and I've kind of recently discovered the usefulness of those, the stat-changing moves rather than having attacks. Like you've got four spaces, which isn't a lot, but like it's good to have like one stat-changing move and then three actual damaging attacks. And uh, you know, like my girlfriend was uh, playing um, Let's Go Eevee when it came out, mm-hmm. and she would like refuse to use like Tail Whip or Sand Attack or Leer, and I'm like, I'm telling you. If you're not gonna be able to take them out in two hits, then you need to use one of these moves to help you out. And she's like, "Nope, nope, full offense." I'm like, "But uh, okay, that's fine. Do whatever Man, you want. Like that's that's, that's, that's how I." Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's...
0: And then you can't you can't beat Mewtwo and you can't beat Green.
2: Yeah. Without the stat changing moves.
0: Yeah, because so I have Let's Go Pikachu, mm. and I actually beat it and got all 150 Pokemon in it. Um, it helps that you can trade with Pokemon Go. But they... it's So, with Pokemon, you you catch them. You throw the ball and catch them. But for the birds and Snorlax and Mewtwo, you have to actually battle them first and then catch them. And they're all difficult. And the trainers, too, they're also pretty difficult. And I know at the end of the game, you fight Green... Uh, you could fight blue and you fight red you fight red and they're pretty difficult if you don't use like a combination of moves like if you're just all offense you'll lose like it's meant to be an easy game but it's really yeah. not I, I mean that. she stopped
2: is, playing, is playing a attack long time still
1: again.
0: broken yeah sand attack is how is how is okay. sand attack broken
1: accurately fell you can't hit anything anyway <laughs>
0: Yeah, that and, like, double-team. Like, if you just
3: double-team yeah. everybody. Huh.
1: I've I've never in my life ever wanted to play competitive Pokemon, and I still don't. Nope. But it's, it's a pretty intense thing. And I just remember reading, like, there's probably, it was like a, a, a you know, how internet forums get really rowdy. And I might have been, like, 16 at the time. And someone was, like, trying to convince... Uh, another user that the move swift is incredibly useful and the guy was 100% right because swift has like 100% accuracy or something Yep. so it's, Never it's like if you run into something it, where like some, and I think swift always has priority something like that so it's like if you run into where someone has like a sliver of health and you your pokemon has swift you basically always get the knockout so it's actually useful to have I'm like so it's a pretty intense game that I would never, ever play.
0: Um, speaking of intensity, I found most games on the PlayStation very intense. I don't know if you guys had PlayStations and what your thoughts were on them.
1: I, I loved my PlayStation. I remember the first games we got were my brother got Final Fantasy VII, Nice. And I got Croc, Legend of the Gobos Nice <laughs> Someone really made out way better It was <laughs> obviously me <laughs> um, But yeah, we didn't have a memory card So we had no idea the PlayStation needed like memory cards to store anything
0: I hate that about PlayStation And I think that was one of the things that turned me off to it I actually hated the original PlayStation. Stand by it. I hate you it. You do? Oh, it's fantastic. I hate it. My mom got me the original PlayStation for my birthday one year. And um, she bought it, and it. she gave me, like, seven or eight games. And I think they were, like... And I, I, don't, I don't... So, I had the Saturn. Mm-hmm. I got the Sega Saturn for my birthday. And I loved it. And I got... I still have the demo disc that it came with and I got Night's Field of Dreams I got I played Sonic on it I played Virtual loved Virtual Fighter um I still love the Saturn and some of the games were like more intimidating for me compared to like how they were in the Genesis um and also like I don't know if this was a thing for either of you but um when PlayStation first came out and Saturn first came out I was just learning how to read and there were a lot of big words that I just didn't understand. It was
1: nine, 1995,
0: right? 95, 96, yeah, yeah. So we all, yeah, we were learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know how to read. and like Even if it could read, I didn't know how to comprehend some of the big words that were going on in some of these games. And I was like, that really like intimidated me. Because I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't read.
1: I, I, speaking of like, you know, so... I, we said during the Super Nintendo, like one of my favorite games is Final Fantasy Six. I remember it was like the second grade or something or first grade. no first grade they they wanted me to spell the word float. and I just did it without even thinking because one of the spells in the game is float. And uh, so yeah, man, video, video games can teach you how to read or at least draw letters on a board.
0: <laughs> they helped my brother honestly because he knew how to read and like do that far earlier than i did and you know I, I don't know if it was like reading or if it was memorization and like you know piecing it together like this is what it means but i i that was maybe one of the other reasons why i didn't like playstation but i, I had like rascals like where you have basically like a kid running around with like a soap like yeah, I bubble remember I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, was like, I, I felt the same game. way about I had that Monopoly. Game. And nobody knew how nobody to this day plays Monopoly correctly, but the Monopoly, the video game, makes you play yep. correctly. And I'm like, this is not how you play. <laughs> and I hated that game. And I don't even Screw remember. Screw you and the your rules. <laughs> we can Yeah, it's like the game's playing by some dumb rules. <laughs> we can we can totally And I was like, alright, I'm not playing this game. And I don't even remember the other games, to be quite honest with you. There might have been some like, you know, gems in there that I just can't remember. Um, but I, the only time I ever <clears throat> went back to the PlayStation was when I got into Dragon Ball, and there was a Dragon Ball GT game on oh PlayStation God, Ball GT, fighting game. I don't know. Yeah, and I had a I had a burned copy. Oh God that they sold at the flea market and i had to get a converter for it and i remember playing oh my god
1: because i showed it to you
0: (laughs) yeah you did
1: (laughs) right when you said dragon ball gt final bout i'm like oh no i remember my brother figured out how to do it and you came over one day and we were we were obsessed with dragon ball z oh yeah and you were just like wait there's this dragon ball z game on on uh playstation i'm like no it's dragon ball gt which i don't even think was in the united states yet nope and it, the cover was like super saiyan 4 goku and it just like it looked and it was a paper cover because it was a burned copy and we played yep. we played that game for hours and it's a terrible 3d it, fighting game but we played it, it for it hour. was
0: goku yeah, it was Goku in the blue gi. Oh, that I was, like, was it. It was Goku the blue gi. It wasn't Super Saiyan I was market. like, Goku Goku wears orange, not blue. What is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. It, it I saw an English copy at GameStop around that time, and they were trying to get $400 for it. My mom was like, you're out of your mind.
1: So just go to the Route 18 flea market and, like...
0: And get a burned copy. Burn copy. Fun fact. I actually... My friend... So, years later, they re-released Dragon Ball GT Final Battle in America with the Super Saiyan 4 cover that you're talking ah, about.
1: that's why I got it mixed up.
0: And GameStop, when they had still had PlayStation 1 games, and they were, like, pretty much marked down, my friend bought bought it, and it was, like, 14 15 bucks. 15 I remember seeing it. It was like, oh, I should pick it up. I should pick it up. I never did. And it turns out he did. And years later, he, like traded me a bunch of games for something. I think it was like a Ben Roethlisberger jersey and I was like sure. And I was like give me Dragon Ball GT Final About. and He did. And I still have it. I got rid of all the other games he traded me except Dragon Ball GT Final Gotta Battle.
1: Gotta keep that game dude.
0: Oh yeah. I want to just whip out the PlayStation and just play it. Just see how bad it is. Oh man. PlayStation is
2: PlayStation the other console that I'll say had like very little shovelware. Like it, it, it had Almost every, like, game was was good. Like, I enjoy all of the games that I have. I still have, like, a little CD binder of all of my games, and I just have way too many memories of playing a bunch of games on, like, our first, like, giant screen TV uh, on PlayStation. Like, I I loved that console so much.
1: I have... I actually have two memories with, with you, Joe, when it comes to the PlayStation. Really? And one of them is, we both have a huge fondness for the game Legend, The Legend of Dragoon.
2: <laughs> I do remember and Legend of re- Dragoon.
1: And I remember you playing that, I think it was like your birthday one year, and you were like showing everyone Legend of Dragoon, and I was the only one else who also knew what the game was.
2: So, and Justin had actually gotten the game, no, I, I'm sorry, I think I got the game for Justin, and then when my birthday rolled around, Justin got the game for me. So everybody, yeah, so different. like the same it's thing, everybody game. was hanging out and we were all playing it, like watching us play it at my place.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's his favorite game. Is it, is it
2: still his favorite game?
0: Still his favorite. He'll go and play it like That's once a awesome. year. That's awesome. He'll go back and play it. He goes, just finished my Legend of the I had it stolen from it's me.
2: From somebody who, somebody told me they were going to borrow it from me. And then that was, uh, I don't know, eight, nine years ago haven't gotten a bad password. friend
0: wait somebody took it from yeah you?
2: yeah it was somebody i used to work with and he was like oh i'll give you these games as collateral and he gave me like garbage games um he's like i'll give you these games as collateral let me borrow this and then we worked together for a little longer then he quit then i quit and i've seen him in passing around town but he's never he's never gonna give that game back
1: where's my copy of legend of Dragon? i would
2: ask him if i if i actually wanted to talk to him but i don't so i'll just emulate the game if I really want to play it again Wait, was that your OG guy? Yeah. oh you gotta get back. I mean if I see him around again like I said I, I try to avoid him I just ran into him like randomly around town here and there we should find <laughs> him he's, he's a big dude
1: we're not going threaten him. we're just gonna
3: hit
2: What's that?
1: Hey, man, you borrowed You, brought, you brought, uh, Legend of Dragoon Just
2: yeah. bring my posse. I'm sure if I, like, asked him, he'd probably, like, give me yeah, his number and be it. like, oh, yeah, just call me, and, and we'll meet up and give it back. But, like, then he'll ask me to hang out. He asked me to come to a party a couple times, and I'm like, you clearly don't know me. He
1: probably just forgot, honestly.
2: He might have. He, You know what, so though? I brought it up once, and he was like, yeah, why do you think I gave you the crappy games? And I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, Can I have my Legend man. of Dragoon back? So... It's it's neither here nor there now, though. Did either of you guys, though, play, uh, speaking of Legends, did you guys play, uh, Legend of La Gaia? Yeah. No. My brother had it. Okay, I... What a weird game. I don't know if it's just the nostalgia, but I absolutely love that game. It it's, u- it's pretty good,
1: it's just weird. <laughs> it's ve- oh, it's really
2: strange, but it uses it used the same engine as Final Fantasy VII, so like your main character like that the, the whole, yeah well look at the overworld the whole overworld is the exact same as uh looks exactly like um final fantasy 7 like you you just look like cloud but with blue hair <laughs> but uh i think you, i think your name is Vaughn, i think um but the fighting system the like the combat system is super original and it's really cool yeah. do you remember it john yeah you have like a
1: yeah, you have, like, a stamina gauge, and you can only put so many inputs in at a time.
2: Yeah, and then you and would... you
1: have to, like... But you have each limb or something can be used. Yeah,
2: you could basically put, like, up, down, left, and right, and each one, based on, like, if you had an item attached to, like, like in that arm or something like that, they would take up a different amount of space. So, like, you could chain more punches together um, yeah. if you didn't... If you weren't holding a weapon, but if you were holding, like, a dagger or something, it would take up a little bit more space in your dagger... in your uh, Sorry, in your stamina bar, so you couldn't... Uh chain as many of the attacks together, but like if you did certain uh combos uh of like combinations of those uh like limbs or whatever, then you could do special combos against the enemies and like the enemies were pretty original and cool looking too but like the whole game was crazy, but it was so cool that's another one that though it was like a like an eighty or ninety hour r p g and it was like i'm I'm very young and there are way too many games I'm never gonna finish this.
1: No, you got about 20 hours in, and you were like, and we're done.
2: Oh, yeah, yep, yep, exactly.
1: I don't remember if it had two discs or not, but no one ever touched the second disc if there was one. Uh,
2: It was in a double disc case, but it only had one disc, if I remember correctly. The I'm pretty sure the first, uh, the first one was just the book, and then the second one. I think, I wish my headphone cord was longer, because I'm pretty sure it's on the shelf that's like 10 feet away from me. I almost want to try and reach it.
0: Favorite PlayStation
1: game? I I think I'd have to go with
0: Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Good choice, good choice. Uh,
2: I mean, I I had a lot of fun times with with Legend of the Gaia, but uh, I mean, I had Street Fighter Fighter Alpha 2 Turbo, I think, which was a, a really cool Street Fighter game. Um, Meg, Probably, you know what, I, I had a lot of games that I played. I mean, I put a lot of hours, I probably put more hours into, like, Crash Bandicoot than it would have taken me to beat Legaia. so Crash Bandicoot's up there, Um, but my two fondest are probably Jet Moto and Mega Man X4.
1: Jet Moto. Jet Moto
2: oh, man. was awesome, especially because I think what also made me fond of uh, PS1 games was PS1 games had the best cheat codes. And I had, like, a booklet of cheat codes, so you would put them in, it's and, like, tricks. there was one for Jet Moto that gave you air brakes, which was just, I don't know, it added, like, a whole new element to the game. Like, it had, they had the weirdest cheat codes on PS1, and I, I, I don't know, I just love putting them in and, and playing random things. Oh my god, and yeah, I just I remember, remember Twisted through.
1: Metal. Oh, Twisted Metal's awesome. I, I per- remember flicking through those cheat code books in, like, Barnes & Noble or... Yep.
0: I was about to say, remember the remember the book book fairs at yeah. school and whenever they did have the cheap books, everybody Oh yeah, of course.
2: Where do you think I got mine from? Yeah. Uh
0: what do we have next on the list? We have the N64. N sixty four. This is my this is what I played while everybody's all the PlayStation kids were playing. I right never I didn't
1: own a I didn't own an N sixty four as a kid. I played it over my friends' houses.
0: Wait, you really never owned an N sixty four?
1: No one. Like, I come thought on. you didn't. I can't. I, I can't, uh, can't look out all the time. No one gave me an N sixty four for free. So,
0: <laughs> I thought you had a, ocarina. No,
1: I didn't play ocarina time until I got older. Except for over like you know, you know your you know someone else's house, Dan's house, or something like that. Steve.
0: Steve's
1: house. Yeah. Steve,
2: Steve Tiska. Um, did you have N sixty four, Drew? I did, but I got my N sixty four kind of late. Um, like I think I had a PS two by the time I got an N sixty four.
0: wow yo n64 is my jam probably my favorite console ever besides the switch n64 oh yeah n64 I loved it it's pure Mm -hmm. pure nostalgia it's still good um so for starters no memory card you could get Um, a memory card second
3: good
0: you could I had one it was pointless but I had one um mario 64 was like my first real Mario game, and I was blown away by the whole like open world ish concept with the different levels, um, and you could just keep playing and playing and playing that game. It was fantastic. Uh, Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. I w- I saw Star Wars not probably the the year it came out for the first time, and became obsessed and loved Shadows of the Empire and the lore of the expanded universe of Star Wars. Um, what else did I play? I rent I rented Star Fox every time and never bought it. I bought it at a flea market years later when I was an adult, <laughs> but as a kid, I always rented it, never bought it. I don't know why. Um, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Oh, that's, a
1: Goldeneye. that's a game. That's a game I played a lot of as a kid.
3: Pretty sure my got banned from them. my house. Really?
1: Yeah, Goldeneye got banned from my house because we would all yell at each other. And then, like, my parents were like, "This is just getting way out of hand. You can't play this game anymore." So we just went over to someone else's house to play Goldeneye. does it,
2: do, don't your parents know you don't ban GoldenEye? You just um, ban Oddjob. Then,
1: well, of course, Oddjob was banned.
2: <laughs> Who
0: remembers seeing the commercial with people with people dressed in giant like um, suits? Imagine me and you, and oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah and it was original smash I loved original smash I rented it a bunch and then finally owned it later
3: did I ever own it
0: no I definitely did um I think I owned original smash not too long after gamecube came out um or around that time but I rented it a lot and I could never unlock luigi which could never get me to unlock Ness. But I don't... I personally, right now, as an adult, I do not like Smash. I think Smash is a... It's a f- okay party game. I think people take it way too seriously. And I think it's... Like, concept-wise, it's cool. But if it was, like, meant to be a party game, I think it'd be better. So
1: you, the overall series, or specifically N64 Smash?
0: I like the... I don't like the series as a whole. Okay. I... I do enjoy the N64 one a lot. So I like the I like that one and I like Melee. So even though Melee is like the most competitive one.
1: So like my understanding was Smash was built as a party game. It was never really meant to be like this serious competitive fighter. It just over time became one.
0: Yes, and- it did and people took it seriously and it kind of ruined it. For everyone, I don't. I I don't know anybody who plays Smash just for fun, and whenever I do find those people, and we you like don't let the people that play competitively, or like that try to be like really really good play, we end up having a great time.
1: Yeah, I I only play Smash for fun now because my I haven't played it in years and my skills have degraded to a point where I'm like I don't want to get better again.
0: I tried. I was like, I'm gonna get good. I want to get good, and then I was like, why? I'll just get good at Street Fighter. I don't. I actually enjoy Street Fighter or Tekken or Soul Calibur, or any one of those games. But I I remember, maybe like what 10, 11 years ago, Joe, we played at at, our, at a Sky's house. We knew Tom. We played uh Smash on N sixty four. We played like a hundred stock. Oh my God. Or 99 Stock. And we wouldn't stop until we won. And, like, I don't know who won. I remember I was Pikachu.
2: Why why would we put ourselves through that? (laughs) War of attrition. Because
0: we were, like, going to, like... I don't know if we were staying over or we were, like, going to be there for, like, a long time. But we're, like, let's just... Let's just play Original Smash. But I enjoyed Original Smash a lot. I liked it. It was simple... A good party game had an interesting single player mode um melee was cool because Mewtwo was there and I was like you have to put your game on like leave it on 24 hours and I never did that me and my brother actually um played a hundred or seven hundred multiplayer matches to get Mewtwo yeah yeah that, that's what I did um, yeah that's what we did we didn't leave it on because like electric bill and like god forbid we caused the fire that's what we were told, so we didn't do it. Um, but the, um, yeah, F- Smash uh, for the Wii ruined it for me. And then I never liked them ever since. The newest one's okay. It's it's not bad. Like, I don't hate it. I just don't have anybody to play with who doesn't, like, you know, treat it, doesn't take it seriously. Everybody takes it seriously. I, I, think,
1: I think you're hitting more of, like... The original smash came out when we were kids we were like eight nine ten whatever and then melee came out we were in our early early teens and still kids so like none of us really played it super competitive and the main memories of that are like i'm going over my friend's house having a maybe there was like a sleepover or whatever and you just played smash all night and you all just were laughing and sharing rumors and thinking goku's in the game and goku's not in the game and you know and and all these weird like unlock rumors and and you're just you know playing oh no you have to play on hard difficulty as captain falcon but you have to die four times and like you know it's
0: just... oh yeah i the old like some of the best gaming memories regardless of the console even to this to this day not so much cuz the internet kind of ruined the allure of it um was those old playground rumors right about games and even for um, Smash Melee there was like in one of the magazines somebody put a still of Sonic Hmm. in it and everybody was like yo Sonic's in the game (laughs) gotta figure out how to unlock him and you know obviously it turned out not to be true but like back then you, you looked through magazines and like you found secrets or like people in the playground or even like we didn't talk about it but like in the arcade like for like imagine playing Mortal Kombat 2 in the arcade and then somehow doing the trick where like Reptile shows up and you're like what the hell did I just do and people are like can you repeat that and they're like no no idea what happened but everybody around you is about to watch and like witness it and then tell all their friends and they're gonna be like no that didn't happen people are like yeah it did and then you have the camp that was like I was there and the other camp was like no I wasn't like and nobody could replicate it because nobody knew how to do it
1: it's it's amazing how the internet's brought us a ton of amazing like you know knowledge and you know opportunity but at the same time in terms of at least like games i don't you know like a game trailer means so little now because i can watch it anytime i want instead of if i ever saw a game trailer as an eight-year-old you only saw it in a specific place and then you never saw it again and you had to have it burned in your mind to remember what that game was, or whatever. So,
0: like, or had the notion to write it down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you lose you lose the like the mystery aspect of just things because you have you have the ability to just look anything up really easily, or find footage that you want. Oh, do I want to buy this or not? I'm just gonna look it up on you know I'm gonna watch someone play it on Twitch. Okay, do I like it? Yes, no, eh, pass. Or, or
0: buy it you know. e- even early internet like two early, two th- early mid 2000s right. internet um, it was still like a vastly maybe not for Joe but for the rest of <laughs> us it was a vastly like undiscovered place and you know you would have those I, I still my, my one goal in life is I want to buy a website Called pojo.com. Oh my god. And the only reason I want to buy it is because that was my. I love card games. Like, we talk about card games a lot. I love card games. Uh, Pojo was like my one stop shop for card games. And I, um, was like, I, I go back to it from time to time and it's like, it's not this. Like, there's some articles and some links to like how the website looked back in like 2003 or 2002. Um, and then there's you look at it now and it's it's very different it's not what it once was <clears throat> and um i you know that's what like the early internet to me was and that's where you found a lot of these like rumors about random things wow i just but Joe is the only person i know who can navigate the internet i just
1: i just uh i just typed in pojo.com it actually still exists oh yeah you you were the one who showed me pojo like we were like 12 or whatever and you were like we were talking about Oh or pokemon and oh, you got to see this website it'll show you all like where are like what cards come in each set and i'm like what are you talking about
0: yeah that was that was where i went like i don't i found i used to find the uh the magazine cuz they used to make a magazine and i used to get the magazine and and it was like check out our website com. so the moment we got a computer it was like com. It was registered in
2: 1997.
3: Yeah.
2: Glory days. Around. Wow, there's a lot on, on the here. internet. Monster Rancher, yo.
0: It didn't have video games much. It, only if it was, like, about one of those, like, main anime things. It was more of a card mm-hmm. game website, but it, it's, it, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! video games came out or, like, the Dragon Ball Z ones or... Um... Magic the Gathering, um, had a few. You know, they would show up on there. But um. So, moving down the video game memory lane, after the N sixty four, did anybody have a Dreamcast? I had a Dreamcast as an adult. I, not as I a never kid. had one as a kid. Now my,
1: I, oh, I played it at a store once. That's about it.
2: My cousin had one, but I didn't have one for myself.
0: It was either GameCube or Dreamcast, and I was like, I want to play Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2, so I'm getting a GameCube. Um, That's fair. So, okay, I, and I really don't have memories playing it as an adult yet, but the, um, so next is, I believe, PlayStation 2. Most people's favorite console ever.
2: I still prefer the original PlayStation.
0: Uh, Really? I hate them both but I prefer PlayStation 2 solely for the DVD player.
1: PlayStation 2 was amazing. (laughs) I mean how could you hate that? I'm bitter
0: because they killed Sega.
1: Sega killed itself.
3: Yeah.
0: No. PlayStation killed Sega.
1: we just mentioned the Sega CD and the 32X like a half hour ago. (laughs) Sega killed itself.
0: (laughs) uh, What games do you uh, I'm not going to lie PlayStation 2 had a lot of great games like I played a bunch of the Dragon Ball Z games. Um, I played a bunch of the Dragon Ball Z games. <laughs> uh,
2: More Dragon Ball Z games.
0: <laughs> oh, that was my first experience of like, shooters and like, Call of Duty, too. Okay. Okay. Call of Duty also, not too. but um, And I didn't play on the internet because I didn't have the internet until later. And I didn't know really what the internet was. I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't know like how to hook it up to the PlayStation. So I played like single player Call of Duty and thoroughly enjoyed it. But I, I didn't really like when I first got the PlayStation. I just used it for, primarily for DVDs.
2: I mean,
1: it was the cheapest DVD player around.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: So it just it it's what made it sell like whatever 150 million units. And but
2: and it played games, so like it, it there was the extra value in it as well.
1: Yeah. If you had kids, or if even if you only wanted to buy two games, it was worth it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's worth it. I I remember getting getting the PlayStation Two. I think a year after it launched, and the only game I owned was Gundam Journey to Jaburo, which is really not a good game. But I remember <laughs> absolutely playing it every day after school. Me and my brother would play it all the time, and there's just I don't. It's it's weird uh, to know that like I remember like weird games on the PlayStation, like the game Enter the Matrix. Oh my god! I remember borrowing from a friend about the movie. Yeah, and it's really a bad game, but I remember really. Playing that game only because it had slow motion in it, like Max Payne. I was like, "This is so cool." But they're like the the one thing I because we like made a list, and the one thing I wrote down next to PlayStation Two was demo discs. And demo discs for me were like absolutely mind blowing because they existed on PlayStation. But this is Saturn had and them. Saturn. The Saturn had them, and but the demo discs were like. Here are these games you've never heard of, and some of them aren't even out yet, and we're allowing you to play them. And I just, it, it, it just blew my mind. That's like the first time I played Shadow of the Colossus, which is probably my favorite PS2 game. And that's what introduced me to that. And then my brother, who was older than me, ended up buying it, and then we just, I just watched him play it for hours.
2: Did you guys hear? Um, Joe. Uh, there was a game on PS2 called Malice.
1: The game that got forever delayed.
2: Yes. Okay. So I'm not the only person. It was. I remember reading about it in uh, Game Informer, and probably in Game Pro also, because I was subscribed to both of them for a while. And uh, I was really excited for it, and then it just went to the game graveyard. And I was like, even as young as I was, I was really disappointed um, that it got canceled. And then it got picked up by another uh, another developer, and when the game finally came out... Now, I, I personally enjoyed it. Like, I bought it when it came out, um, but it's, it's like, a very short game. Like, the first playthrough might take a while, but once you understand how the game works and what you have to do, it's, like, a four-ish, maybe five-ish hour <laughs> game. Like, it's very short. Um, but, like I said, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think the main character is, is like, charmingly cute. Um, that being said, that was what taught me that if a game ever switches developers... It's done for you know like while while I personally enjoyed it, I still knew the quality of the game wasn't there. Like it still wasn't that good of a game, um, which was it, it was disappointing because it was supposed to be a lot more than it was. Um, and, and I went back and played it like two more times through, and it just as good as I as I thought it was. It just doesn't hold the quality that you know a full priced game should have had. Um, but I mean, PS2 also brought me uh, DDR, so I spent you know. Yeah. yeah, DDR got big around that time. So, oh wow, I forgot yeah, about DDR. I spent a lot of time. My
1: brother bought the pad and everything. I had like
2: three different ones because the the soft pads they, they suck and they just broke so quickly. Either that or I just played a ton of DDR. Um, but yeah, like that. I used to have friends over all the time and we would just spend hours playing DDR because it was you know genuinely a fun game and you it was an arcade game that you could bring home and play. Yep. Um, That said, uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time in those. Um, You would be hard pressed, though, to convince me that there is a better game than uh, Tony Hawk's Underground or Tony Hawk's American Wasteland.
1: Everybody, yeah, Underground and Underground Two. I never owned them. People were obsessed. They
2: are incredible. Like, because they like, they had like a genuine story. They had like a real good character uh, creator. Is was the first Tony Hawk game where you could, like, get off the skateboard and walk around and, like, do things. But it didn't make that the first thing. Like, skateboarding was still what you were supposed to do, but you could, like, get off the skateboard and run between missions. But you could also, like... It added a mechanic where, like, if you were going to fall, you could just take the board out from under your feet and just land on your feet rather than crashing. Like, it added a little bit of realism to a pretty silly game. Um, and, and it just... I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm still kind of, like amazed by those games that you know American Wasteland and and Underground 1 and 2 are just such incredible games and like the later Tony Hawk's came out and they sucked like Ride was bad Project 7 was an atrocity or was a Project 8 whatever it was Tony Hawk's Project something was just an atrocity it was so bad but those Tony Hawk games were really really good Um, that said when I got my PS2 though uh, was my sister's Friend, um, I think for my birthday, had bought me uh, Final Fantasy X, and I didn't have that my is. I didn't have my own PS2, but my stepdad had one. So I was whenever he wasn't around, I was just playing on his. And then finally, uh, the the same friend who had bought me Final Fantasy X had uh, he was like, I will take you to get a PS2. Um, we'll we'll trade in your PS1, use the money towards a PS2, because they were you know it's GameStop, they they run those promotions. And he's like, I will, you know, I'll I'll pay the difference. And then like you or your mom or whatever could pay me back because I was still young. So I don't know if we ever did pay him back, to be honest. But, you know, we made like, we made a day out of it. Like, uh, you know, him and some friends had picked me up. We went to GameStop, traded it in. I felt really bad about trading that that PlayStation in. But uh, we traded in and I got my own PS2 and and played Final Fantasy X on it. And, uh, you know, that was my start. So I did get my PS2 late. And maybe that's why I'm not quite as fond of it as other people are, and I don't have, like, a huge collection of games. But, I mean, I I do enjoy the games. It is an incredible system. I just personally have a better connection with the PS1.
1: I just remember renting Metal Gear Solid 2 and visually the game blowing my mind with, like, the weather effects and, like, how the hair moved. And I'm like, games will never look better than this. And
0: people say that all the time. (laughs) It... Yeah, I did think that. I was like, never gonna look
2: better than <laughs> this. It's such a great series, though. The, the Metal Gear's games are are awesome. But for the love of God, do not get me started on the Phantom Pain because that could be its own podcast. I
1: I love, I really like the gameplay of the Phantom Pain.
2: Don't. I'm telling you, man. Don't get me started. I'll talk about that game for longer <laughs> than we've already been talking.
0: <laughs> was that four five or five?
2: five? I am obsessed
0: with it. You know who didn't have Metal Gear games? The GameCube. Yeah, it did. Oh shit, <laughs>
1: Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Did it really?
0: Did you have a GameCube? I did you I had, had a, GameCube. a GameCube? I had a GameCube. I love Game GameCube. GameCube. Too. Very Game underrated.
2: It's incredible system. controller. Yes, it does. It's super comfy. the The triggers had like like the velocity of the triggers was perfect. They were like really well tuned. The, the games were fun and they were cutesy, but but still, like, genuinely good games. I really loved my GameCube.
0: Very much um, the one of the better controllers up until the Xbox 360, or the Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, for sure.
1: The only crappy thing about the GameCube controller is the second analog stick's not that great. The C-stick is just a little weird, but everything else about it is pretty solid all the way around
2: well i agree it's still better than seat buttons
1: oh absolutely
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah i the the gamecube had some pretty good games on it like mario sunshine Mm -hmm. i remember i couldn't beat it and i was so frustrated i went to your house john and i was like can you just copy your memory card to mine (laughs) so i can just say i say i beat it (laughs) And you're like all right yeah i and you did i have
1: more fonder memories of the gamecube than i do of the ps2 definitely which is weird because i played both a lot but like i got i remember like getting i got it for i got it for christmas one year when game cubes were only a hundred dollars because like they weren't selling well and it came with super mario sunshine i was literally obsessed with how small the discs were (laughs) because they were on like mini like basically like mini dvds it's like micro discs and i yeah played the crap out of super mario sunshine metroid prime uh resident evil 4 when that game came out i think i beat that game like five times in a row and of course smash melee
0: did you guys smash melee super mario sunshine luigi's mansion um mm, you know what sucked on it? I thought Mario Party. I'm not Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party and Mario Kart.
1: I like Double Dash. Double Dash had the um I just loved the co-op aspect where like you could switch off whoever was like better at driving or some people were good at different parts.
0: I I don't know. I wasn't a fan personally. Like I didn't think I thought the last good Mario Kart was N sixty four, and then the Wii one was pretty good.
1: Oh man, I don't. I I think Double Dash was the one I played the most because of that whole co op feature. We just and we you could team up with four controllers, so it could be two on two and two teams. So you could just like yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just kind of fun, and then I remember like because I I played with my brother and. We would, uh, when, uh, when, like, in certain levels, I was better at driving and he was better at, like, aiming and then, and vice versa. So being able to swap was just, we just dominated. It was just, it became really satisfying.
2: I didn't play too much of, uh, Double Dash, but, um, I, I, I still adamantly despise Mario Party doesn't matter what console GameCube included. I hate Mario Party so much. It
3: ruins friendships. It's not
2: even that, because I mean, Mario Kart can ruin friendships. I just, I don't know. I don't enjoy the the games, like the mini games or anything like that. And just, it's, I mean, just like a lot of the other, like Mario Kart is very random. Like you could do really well, um, and you could be really good at it, and just end up in last place. But for the most part, you can do better if you just have, if you're just genuinely better at the game. But Mario Party just is completely random, it feels like. And and I remember uh, over, like, years ago, uh, me and a bunch of friends had gone over to one of their houses. And they were like, oh, let's play Mario Party. And I'm like, no, no, please don't make me do it. I hate Mario Party. And they were like, it's just because you suck at it. And I'm like, no, I'm good at Mario Party. I just hate it. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? You want to play? That's fine. Let's play it. So we played through Mario Party. And I, I swear, I won. Like, I won Mario Party. In the end, like, even after all of the, you know, give random people stars for no reason, I finished the game, I won, and I put the controller down and went, I still hate this game, and I wouldn't play after <laughs> that. Like, this is me proving that I can be good at this game and I'm not a sore loser. I just cannot stand playing this game, and I proved it by putting it up with it for an hour and a half with you guys. Um, Mario, Mario,
0: Mario Party in the N64 my my brother and my cousin like my cousin would sleep over and we would spend all night we'd usually rent a movie from Blockbuster and we'd spend all night playing Mario Party and Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 1998 and then the next morning we'd watch cartoons play more Mario Party and Wayne Gretzky and I would make grilled <laughs> cheese just stacks and stacks of grilled cheese and we would just keep playing and eating. it was great
1: That sounds like an amazing, oh,
0: right. fucking day. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a great time, um, especially too if we were playing like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and we'd play Yu-Gi-Oh all night, and then my grandma would get us KFC or whatever fast food we'd want because we'd be fat, and or Denny's, and uh, still we'd watch cartoons, play the games, and then um, you know just uh, play the next morning and just. Eat grilled cheese it was a
1: great time. You, 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 you know the game I played on the GameCube the most. I think maybe not the most, but Pik- Pikmin. I did play Pikmin a lot. That's tr- Pikmin
0: visually was beautiful.
1: Pik- oh no, Pik- Pikmin was great. I pre- I preferred the original over the sequel, but did you guys ever play Super Monkey Ball or Super Monkey Ball Two? Yes,
0: little, at your house, yeah. I
1: I don't know why, but. I would try to show that game to everyone (laughs) and I ended up getting like a small group of friends and we were just absolutely obsessed with playing uh, just the mini games in Super Monkey Ball and it was one of the best party games you could ever play and we would just make custom rule sets and uh, and just play that for hours. hours sleep over someone's house play Super Monkey Ball for like four or five hours, it's absolutely bizarre. Um,
0: Sonic Adventure Two, battle. So
3: bad.
2: Uh, Such a bad game. Wait, what? Really,
0: you don't uh, like Sonic Adventure Two?
2: No. no, 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 no. We're we're ending no this here. Meet me somewhere in real life, what? I will destroy <laughs> you. Sonic One, maybe. Sonic but not Adventure Sonic Two battle is, is an incredible game they're both bad. Yeah, this game is fantastic. No, totally the game is bad. Plastic. I'm looking at the Dreamcast one right now. I, you're the only person yeah. I've ever met who doesn't like that game and how did I not know this about you? Yeah, seriously. It's not good. That's why No, no, no. No, no, no. You no. were you are, you are what, objectively what
3: wrong.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. Are, you, are we talking about we, the same yeah, we're game? The Sonic Shadow. Sonic Shadow has the either team team Shadow and Team Sonic campaigns and Okay, look. Um I will say this The game starts off In a fantastic way With like you running down Rolling around at the speed You're you're running down, running away from a truck And then like that whole level is, Is pretty fun The thing is The Sonic and Shadow levels Are like a third or maybe Half the game and then the other Half of the game is just One, not very fun and two, the Sonic and Shadow levels are kind of hit and miss anyway. <laughs> so overall, it's like thirty percent of this game is tolerable. Seventy percent of this game isn't actually very good. <laughs> are
2: are you talking about the uh, the Knuckles and Rouge levels?
1: Knuckles and Rouge and the Tails and Robotnik levels are not good.
2: I I think you're wrong
3: still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I,
0: I do too. Tails and Robotnik were fine. Yeah. We're pretty good. Sonic and Shadow were the best ones. Knuckles and Rouge, I'll give you... Uh, it felt a little tedious, but, like, I still will say weren't this
2: about the Knuckles and Rouge levels. If you want to keep... I mean, this doesn't matter to John because he doesn't like the game anyway, but if you want to keep any, like, any sort of nostalgia, if you want to feel like you do enjoy that game, do not replay those levels now. <laughs> they are impossible. As much as I love that game and I will stand up for it, the camera and the controls in that game should be a war crime. They are in a... Yes, thank you! <laughs> they are <laughs> so bad. Like, you'll just be walking forward and the camera's just like, uh, no. And it'll just turn around and go in front of you and then the game doesn't know if it wants you to walk sideways or forward. And, like, sometimes, um, you know how you have, like, the little, uh, like, the radar, I guess, that tells you if you're over the Chaos Emerald? Uh, you'll be, like, you'll head towards it and it'll get really bright, and then just stop and disappear, and you'll be like, okay, but it said I was headed in the right direction, and I guess I must have just flown over it, and then you'll just, like, you'll dig in a random area, and you'll find the Chaos Emerald, but your radar's not going off at all, like, but I, w- I was on top of it, How does it not know that I'm near it, like, that, those levels, like I said, the, the camera, like, I'm not big on the radar, the camera, the controls are an atrocity, but I'm also, like, we're spoiled now by games with somewhat decent controls, like, I can't even play the Sonic levels correctly, let alone the the Knuckles and Rouge levels. So it's it's different in that sense. But like I, I, I still like I have a lot of fond memories of that game. I really enjoyed it. The multiplayer is a lot of fun, and I think the the Chow Garden is like a really cute and very nostalgic uh, addition to it. Like I really like taking care I, of my chows. Oh yeah, yeah. the Chow Garden. You, you could uh, I'm gonna, you could put them uh, on your Game Boy Advance. Yeah, if you, you could, have... Yes. I have that cable. You could... The cool thing, you could put them on your Game Boy Advance, but not only could you do that, you could put them on the Game Boy Advance without having a game in the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, they would really? just...
3: Really?
2: They would just live in the, yeah, co- like, in the I console? Mean, I, I don't know if it would still work after you unplugged it. Um, Like, you might have had to keep it plugged into the, the console, and I- if that wasn't the case, you at least needed to, like, leave it turned on. It wouldn't, like... Be persistent in memory or anything, but you could uh, you could plug the Game, Game Boy Advance into the GameCube and play games and stuff with the chows, and then like move them back from the Game Boy Advance back onto the GameCube.
0: Huh, that's pretty yeah, cool. I know games that. that
2: I knew of that supported that um, that was Mario. Uh, sorry, Sonic was one of them. The other was uh, uh, Wind Waker.
1: Oh, the, so I, I just I just want to say about Sonic Adventure... I'm not trying to be super negative. If you like the game, that's fine. Uh, I'm actually super fond of Sonic Adventure 1. Like, I actually like that game. But I will still say the game is bad. Uh, so I'm not trying to, like, belittle anyone who enjoys playing it. But, but I do feel belittled. In... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay with belittling you, Joe. I'm just... <laughs>
2: That's fair. I mean, we've known each other long enough. You can it on me now. You've earned it.
1: The the uh, other game that did um, GBA support was, uh, what's it called? Zelda Four Swords Adventures. Wind Waker? No, Four Swords Adventures. Oh, yeah. And I think Final Fantasy Crystal. That was on Chronicles. the
0: Game Boy. No, isn't Four Swords Adventures on the Game Boy?
1: No, there was a Four Swords Adventures on the There's Four Swords that was on the Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. through, I think, the link to the past game boy advance game but then there was a gamecube game called legend of zelda four swords adventures which was like an expansion to that but to play with multiple people you needed the gamecube link cable
0: Uh, i didn't know that
1: i never had any friends that had the gamecube link cable so actually you did i never got to play you did you have one
2: yeah i have it
1: then we never we, it, we it, our 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 paths never crossed to play to play that game together. Clearly,
2: because it's it's still I will take a picture after this. It's still sitting under my bed with my link cable In just a box of cables and stuff. Because I used to play uh I used to play Wind Waker with a friend of mine and in Wind Waker uh once you met Tingle you could use that cable and uh let Tingle drop bombs on the map in Wind Waker to like kill enemies and stuff.
3: Huh. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe we should meet up one day when you know we're allowed to go outside and we should hook up our GameCube and play, play Four Swords Adventures.
2: I'm I'm co- totally down with that. The problem is I still have to beat you up at three o'clock on the playground for not liking Sonic Adventure Two. Battle.
1: <laughs> That's fine. You can beat me up and then we can go play. Okay.
3: Perfect.
0: So we keep talking about the Game Boy Advance some fond memories with it. You mentioned you have a memory of me with the Game Boy Advance?
1: Yeah, I do. And you, because you would carry your Game Boy Advance SP everywhere. Because <laughs> you loved that thing. And the game I remember you playing the most was Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. T- yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. And, yeah. the, and it sticks out to me because we would be hanging out and you would be playing that game. And it never sounded like you were having any fun playing. <laughs> this judge's ruling is BS. This is this should've hit. It had an eighty something percent chance of hitting, and yet it failed. <laughs> I'm like, this game sounds miserable. No, that's
2: that's pretty standard for fans of Final Fantasy Tactics, I I can tell you. <laughs> I I don't remember why I got that game.
0: I got it I got the S P for my birthday and then it actually got stolen out of my gym locker. Uh. Um, but in it, the I had Sonic for the Game Boy Advance. I still have my Tactics game that I got on my birthday. I have it on my shelf here. Um, I don't remember. I got it. I think because you guys and like other people liked Final Fantasy so much, and I never played a Final Fantasy game, so I'm like, let me get a Final Fantasy game and just play it. So I got you that got one. Of the random
2: it was, <laughs>
0: So it was fine, but. And this was before cell phones where I could call and be like, yo, is this a good game. Um, the one thing that really got me was like characters, when they died, they died for good. And I, I, that's fine if you like that kind of game. And like on the Switch, I love Fire Emblem Three Houses, but I turned that feature off. It, or I don't, is it a feature? Yeah, no, somebody's telling me that it was, but I remember I made sure not to have it on. Because I was like, I don't want my characters to die and make my life. We I mean, put a lot of work into training them, only um, for them
2: to die because you can't get within range of them with the Phoenix down fast enough.
0: Some of the ones in, um, fun fi- in Fire Emblem Three Houses are like some of the char- like some characters are obviously just going to be a lot better than others, and some of the other ones are going to fall by the wayside, so they're not going to get like boosted up, and it's like, oh great, but tactics. That was my thing with it. Like I wanted to beat it and like I I I liked it. It was just hard. Like really, really hard. And I was like, I'm not gonna let this game intimidate me. And I got pretty far, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember why I never finished it, but I got pretty far.
2: It's really not it's not an easy game. Like I I have the the original one for PlayStation and I have advanced and I don't think I've beaten either of them. And I enjoy both of them a lot. Um I, I do like in, in advance it has uh your characters don't die unless you're in like a certain area. Um, th- there's like a couple like levels on the map that they can die for good. Otherwise, they just like they come back after the the battle's over, which is a cool feature and I like that. But I I mean I really like the story. I, I like that kind of um I don't know what to call it that that like the brave style of, of Final Fantasy games. Like I really like those when they're based around the zodiac stuff. Um, but I just yeah. I, I'm just so bad at it after a certain point that I can't finish the game and it's such a bummer because it's one of my favorites too.
0: You know what game sucked on the Game Boy Advance? Pokemon.
1: You didn't like Ruby or Sapphire?
0: Hated it. Uh, Fire, Le- Fire Red and Leaf Green remakes were fantastic. Um, but Ruby and Sapphire I Are did it? not like. I got Ruby. Actually, my... I was coming back from your house and my mom got my brother Sapphire and she was like do you want one and I was like yeah I'll take Ruby so she got it for me and I was playing it in the ShopRite parking lot and I was like oh this is alright and then I hated all the starters but this game sucks I was like, and just I don't even think I finished Aren't it Why, like widely around.
2: regarded as some of the best Pokemon games I never played them or is it, or is it just yeah they, um, they, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire
0: no, so they are regarded as some of the best Pokemon games because a large group of Pokemon fans, those were their first.
2: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. And that's why. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the why. one like, I'm playing now. I, I think the, the graphics are really good. It, it does a lot of cool things um, that make it kind of original compared to the other ones. So I'm enjoying it, but I also play Pokemon differently than I used to. I mean, when I first started playing, I, I wanted to do everything and catch every Pokemon and, and find every nook and cranny, and now I'm just like... I just want to catch what I need and, and finish off the story and I'm good for, from there and I maybe I'm enjoying it because of that more because it's a little bit more straightforward than the earlier ones.
0: I... Up until... Even recently, I just end up using Kanto or Johto, guys. That's... I don't even probably recognize the, the most, that's why. Um, but the... Yeah, I do not like Ruby and Sapphire or... Uh, I don't really think I played Emerald, but I didn't like Ruby Sapphire. Um, I, I I remember you played a lot of. What? I
1: remember you played a lot of Legacy of Goku. Oh, I did. I love
0: right. that game. That was a great game. <laughs> that was a great bad game. Um, I did play that. I played. What else did I play? Oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh games are probably some of the best ones.
1: Yeah, I was always in envy
0: uh why i'm surprised you didn't play ruby and sapphire
1: i was out of i didn't after i didn't really play gold and silver that much i stopped caring about pokemon after gold and silver, Golden, silver basically completely yeah,
0: yeah
3: they silver were shit, they were
1: awesome been. um i beat them but i never like you know did you know looked for everything i just kind of beat them but for like the Game Boy Advance, I was playing. I was playing games like Fire Emblem because I got I got that. I remember I played like the Super Mario RPG on it. Uh, it was like Superstar Saga, which was really good. Um, and and I was playing like Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, and that's kind of the stuff I was playing on Game Boy Advance. I kind of shifted away from like Pokemon. I was like, I don't really care. Um, so I, I didn't even play Final Fantasy Tactics Advance out of the loop on that one. I don't, I don't even really remember how many Game Boy Advance games I really even had.
2: Yeah, I'm actually trying to think of how many Game Boy Advance games I had, too. I'm actually looking at a list of Game Boy Advance games right now because I feel like I spent a lot of time playing it, and I really did love my Game Boy Advance, but I'm trying to remember what games I actually did play on there.
1: Yeah, like, I didn't have Metroid Fusion at the time, even though, like, Metroid Fusion's meant to be really good.
2: Yeah, I got that, like, by the time I got... Oh,
1: I played a lot of Wario Land 4, though, <laughs> and Golden Sun.
0: The, I, I, A lot of people I knew liked Golden Sun, um, and the Fire Emblem games right now are worth a lot of money.
1: I mean, I'll never sell them. But I was playing... I, I got more no. into RPGs at that point, so, like, though I had fewer Game Boy Advance games, they lasted me so much longer. I think that's why like my memories of that were playing like Fire Emblem, Golden Sun and like, you know, like Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. And those games were like 40 hours long or whatever.
0: Um the I guess go on to the next like Nintendo handheld here. The Nintendo DS, I was kind of like out of games a little bit. I played Xbox 360 at the okay. time but uh I borrowed your DS Joe f- to play Pokemon Diamond and Pearl oh did you I had Pokemon Diamond and you let me borrow a 3DS uh, no not 3DS a regular DS wow, nice the friend. fat one and you're like yeah yeah you're like yeah borrow as long as you want and I was like alright so I, I actually had it for a while and I was, I was like I love this game Pokemon Diamond was fantastic and I like played the shit out of that game
1: I I loved my Nintendo DS. Me
0: too. I DS was a hit. Yeah, man. that was an incredible system.
1: I remember like playing Trauma Center Under the Knife. My brother, my brother bought it, and just like this idea of like you can, even though it was like it was obviously just like you're not actually doing surgery, but they've gamified like becoming kind of a surgeon and. There was no other console that could do anything like that, right? Maybe the computer probably could, but it didn't feel as good using a mouse than it did using that stylus and holding the system in your hand when you're, like, scrubbing the screen. And, you know, so, like, that... Like, I didn't play many conventional games on my DS as much, so I was playing, like, Trauma Center, and then I played, like, the Phoenix Wright games, which was, like, those attorney games. And I think, like... The game I try to recommend everyone play on the DS, because I think it just exemplifies that system, is Hotel Dusk, Room 215. I don't know if any of you actually know what that is.
0: I don't think so.
1: It's, It's like a... It's an adventure game. And it's pretty simple to play, and it's basically like a series of puzzles. But it's mainly, like, communicating. But, like, the way they end up using the handheld, like you actually have to hold the DS like a book and you have to... You, you, so all the controls are slightly shifted. I did
2: play that. I Now that you're talking about it, I do remember it and I did play it. But I don't know what I did with it because I don't usually get rid of my games and I'm looking at my... Maybe I rented or something because I'm looking at my DS games right now and I do not have it. But I do remember playing that game because I, I remember having to hold the... Uh, like you were saying, hold the DS like halfway open and and use the reflections to solve the puzzle.
1: Yeah, you would yeah, so like there's they just really used everything that console had to offer. It had a microphone in it. It you know, it even used the clamshell design. Yeah, you used to, to like blow a, on the
2: microphone for stuff, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it blew it was it was awesome. I mean, I also played conventional games like New Super Mario Brothers, which was which was fantastic. That one. Of the uh, and best also like Mario Kirby's games. Canvas Curse, which was like Use the stylus as, like, you know, you get to draw on the thing and Kirby follows the line. Candace
2: Curse is a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I'm looking at my, my DS games the... now and I've, I, I must have gotten rid of some because I could just swore I had more than this, but I, I have Kirby's Squeak Squad and Kirby Squeak Squad is just, it's so stupidly cute, but it's such an incredible Kirby game. It's really, really good. Um, but did you guys play the, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the, the, the packing game, uh, Feel the Magic?
1: Oh, Feel the Magic wasn't a packing game, though. No? I... The packing game was, um, Metroid Prime Hunters, the demo.
2: Oh, that's right, you're right. So, which was actually a pretty fun demo. I never bought the actual game, but the demo was fun. But Feel the Magic was a yeah. surprising amount of fun for what it was, because it's not like a game that I'd normally play. Um, I also have Advanced Warriors, and that's another one that, like, I really like, but never beat, because... I was really good at it, and then I got to this one level, and I'm like, oh, I'm stuck here. Well, time to play a different game, I guess.
1: Like all strategy RPGs. (laughs) The, one of the funniest things that DS, it's not like a gaming memory for the DS, but it's like a reaction someone had in a situation, so the story kind of goes like this. One Christmas, I got Castlevania Portrait of Ruin for my DS and the game's not very long so i beat it in two days because during christmas break you have nothing else better to do as like a 15 year old kid or whatever uh and i remember telling that to someone two years later when we were at a concert and he it like blew his mind that i beat the game that quickly and then we were leaving and the guy's like half drunk and i'm like See you later. It's another Joe. He's like, "See you later, Joe," and he's like, "See you later." I still can't believe you beat that game in two days. I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Like? <laughs> so that was that was definitely the DS has has given me a ton of laughs, <laughs> uh, and joy on the screen and off the screen.
2: I had a uh, the.
0: Uh, <coughs> Do you have any more memories joe um, about
2: the ds I, I, there's another one that i just you know it, it came out at a good time in my life where i didn't have a whole lot to do so i spent a lot of time playing just any and everything um, and, and the ds was just like i actually like i was saying before i had um uh, pokemon pinball in my hand before because i was like rearranging stuff i also was like looking at my ds's because they're on the same shelf and both my ds Lite and my dsi which i've Not turned on in over a year and have not charged in like, I don't know, four years, both have like full batteries right now. And I don't use them, I don't play them, they just sit there, and those batteries just do not die. My 3DS, on the other hand, is a different story, but yeah, the batteries in the DSi and the DS Lite are just insane. They won't die. But, um, yeah, like if I wanted to just pick it up and play right now, it doesn't, I don't see why it wouldn't work. Uh, But when I was like, I guess like 17 ish, Um, I I didn't have a job just yet so I didn't have a whole lot of money and uh, my girlfriend at the time had wanted Scribblenauts and she didn't have a DS so I already had a DS Lite so I had enough money to buy her Scribblenauts so I bought Scribblenauts and then gave her my original DS which I have huge, huge regrets about now and uh, she, I mean, it was a gift so it's not like I asked for it back but like, you know, we broke up and I never got my DS back and... Now we don't really talk, and occasionally I consider, like, calling her up and be like, hey, if you're not going to talk to me, can I have my original Nintendo DS back, please? But I don't know how well that would fly.
0: That's probably why you took it back from me. To give it
2: to her, probably.
0: You're like, I need it. And I was like, oh, all right. And then that made me ask my mom for one for Christmas,
2: and I got a DS Yeah, that's probably why. If If we're talking, like, 2007, then, yeah, that makes sense.
1: So we need to we need yep. to get Joe's copy of *Legend of the Dragoon* back, and we need to get his DS back. So far,
2: yeah, this is why I stopped. So we
1: got two oh, items. Yeah, we just it. yeah, All can, your can stuff we please back.
2: work on this? <laughs> you laugh, but I want these things back. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, I, I just realized I was like talking about like fond memories. I was like, we're probably not gonna have one about the recent consoles too much. Um, if we do, great. But the go back a little bit uh Xbox and then Xbox three sixty. I didn't have Xbox. I didn't have an Xbox. I um, played an
1: Xbox over at my friend's house a lot though.
0: I, I don't I didn't play it till later, but I played Xbox three sixty. I had Xbox three sixty and Xbox three sixty I loved. Love, love Xbox three sixty. I think it was one of the best consoles I ever made.
2: Yeah three sixty was awesome.
0: PS three <laughs> sucks. The trend of PlayStation I think so.
2: Uh, towards the end of its lifespan, the PS3 eventually outsold the 360. It did. It's a that's, shame. That's but crazy that, like, it has outsold the Xbox in every generation.
1: The Xbox 360's biggest problem is the last, like, two years or year and a half of its life was completely dry. Or, like, mostly dry. And Sony kept pumping out titles like beyond two souls and like the last of us and they kept just putting out stuff and people were like oh well the playstation 3 is now only like 200 dollars, so i guess i'll pick one up and i think that's really what helped them you know generate sales
0: last of us was on ps3 yeah Yeah.
1: it was it was like the end of the ps3 cycle and then got released for the ps4 as like a remastered edition
2: which is crazy because like At the beginning of its lifespan, and for most of its lifespan, the (coughs) the the games that the PS3 had, like its game selection, was like an embarrassment. Like it didn't have anything good, and with with, like a without you know, it had a small handful of good games, but uh, for the most part, like it 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 didn't have too many good games. Oh god, Uh um, yeah, it didn't have too many great games, and that most of the good games it had, if they weren't first party they were also on Xbox, so you would just buy an Xbox and get all of the good games rather than getting a PS3 and getting some of the good games.
1: And usually third-party games ran better on the Xbox 360 because the architecture was closer to PC. Yeah, Microsoft... It was easier to port them. Yeah,
2: Microsoft even said, like, the Xbox is basically just, like, DirectX in a box, and that's where we got the name from. Like, it's basically just a... I mean, it did have a custom processor, but... Uh, the framework was still DirectX, so it was a lot easier to code for. It. Yeah, it was and a
1: shame because the PlayStation 3 was actually more powerful and had the power of the cell, but <laughs> no one knew how to use it.
3: Yeah,
2: and that doesn't always make a good game. And theme. PlayStation 3 was also $800. Yeah.
1: 599 US dollars. What a goof that was. That press conference was no. a disaster. <laughs>
0: No, wasn't the PlayStation 3 $800? Yeah, I will never forget that It didn't that launch price at 800 thing. I thought it was over... I thought it was, like... No. It's mean, expensive. It I mean, that that's still $500. It didn't launch
3: at
2: 800 but it was still super expensive. They even came out and, like... So it was like, yeah, it's not a consumer price console. I'm like, who do you think you're making gaming consoles for? Businesses? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that was... That that press conference was a disaster. They showed no good games, pretty much. Nope. And that price point was just like a non-starter for everyone. And then Microsoft comes out and goes like, oh yeah, the Xbox 360, 400 bucks. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> which one am I going to choose?
2: Yeah, they, they really helped uh, make that decision.
0: My My best memories of playing the Xbox 360, this was right after no was i still in high school yeah it was like high school end of high school beginning of college but i would um play gears of war 2 and call duty world at war call duty 5 or whatever it became and um we would play that like my cousin would come over people would come over and literally would play until the sun came up and then literally we'd be like I think we should stop and like why I was like the sun's coming up probably need to go to bed and that then
2: not a good reason to stop playing.
0: <laughs> yeah we'd go to sleep wake up at 10 o'clock and then just you know repeat and it was you know I was an achievement whore not gonna lie but uh one of the better movie games was the Wolverine movie oh, like yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine great game fantastic not fantastic but excellent great game solid like true seven and a half, eight 8 out of 10 um, very very good and way better than the movie for sure but the um, you know I, I love chasing down achievements in Xbox 360 for sure and uh, but yeah my favorite memories playing that it's probably the last memories I actually have on a console I'm not gonna lie is uh just staying up super late with either with friends and just playing Gears of War, or Call of Duty, or something online for hours and hours and hours and hours and you know getting lost in it.
1: I I remember when the 360 came out because it was like like every console when they come out just like we're experiencing with the Series X and like the PS5 like it, they're hard to find and um, you all know you don't know you all know Oddage and he. We had Homeroom together, I think, something like that, and it was sophomore year, and he came up to me, and he was like, dude, I got an Xbox 360, and I was like, no way, so like literally that weekend, I went over his house, and we just like played Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion.
0: Yeah, Oblivion was a dope game. for
1: like hours, and we were obsessed with just like, you can ride a horse, and it was like amazing. But I think that might have been the yeah. last time of like like that era was like the last time I was hyped about a console launching.
0: Same. Uh yeah. Three sixty
1: PS three. Um and then when the Xbox one and PS four came out, it was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, this is cool, but I waited an entire year and then finally got an Xbox One. And it's still fun. I was you know, it's whatever.
0: I was mistakenly excited for a Wii U.
1: In hindsight, it's pretty cool. I don't but like. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. They I really don't know why, Wii
0: U. but I I was. Sorry, dude. <laughs> it it didn't but, work out. Yeah, they dropped the ball. <laughs> um, there was one. Now I have very uh... so. Okay, I've made the decision with this console generation to not get anything
3: the ps5 these series x. not play,
0: not series x not ps5 i'm PCing, <coughs> pc all the way it's uh i think it's a the best the the best like bang for your buck and like return on investment and other than nintendo because nintendo should be like the exception every rule um do you have PC's been around for forever do you have any fond memories playing PC games
1: yeah yeah I, I my the first computer we got was a Windows 95 back in I think it was around like 1996 or and and my dad got it we weren't we weren't like we weren't very wealthy but my dad got it because he said like this is the future. They need to know how to use one of these. And he was obviously, he was right on the money. So I've, I I grew up with a, with a personal computer, but I didn't play many games on it until like we played some games, like some of these packing games that came into it. But my brother finally got a graphics card and the first like real game that wasn't like an emulator (laughs) was Madden 2004. (laughs) on uh wow
0: that's that's years later yeah
1: yeah yeah so we didn't like buy many pc games like i i could name like really obscure games like it's like imperial or imperium galactica or something or or some like adventure games from like you know uh god i don't even remember some of the names like you know mist or riven like we had those on like windows 95 but like things people would probably know uh, I started playing PC games, yeah, only like 2004,
0: 2005. I don't know about you guys. Joe, you, you had to have been a PC like, person.
2: I've been playing PC games for so long that I didn't realize I was a PC gamer because I just, I had a computer and I played some games on it, didn't realize that it was like one of my gaming consoles, you know? um. So like, i had you know my mom had uh she brought home like an old laptop one day and i I don't even know what to call these games i just remember there being this weird suite of like of mario games on this pc uh like on this laptop that just they weren't like like side-scrolling mario games there's like mario blackjack or something like that um but i'm pretty sure they were legitimate like i don't think it was a knockoff she just bought like a refurbished laptop that they didn't actually refurbish so it had like the the last person who bought it, it had all their stuff on it. Um so but like I, I always just like John said, like had like a whole bunch of like random obscure PC games that I paid that I played. Um I bought some like double pack that had uh a game called core and then uh it came with core and it came with Shogo. And uh Shogo was a first person shooter. Like, a very early one. I think it came out like, 98 or something. Um, And you could switch between uh, being in a mech or being on foot. And there were, like, there were mech levels and on foot levels, but I'm pretty sure on the mech levels you could, like, get out and get on foot if you wanted to. Um, And I think it would transform into a car if you needed it. And it had, like, crazy friggin' weapons, um, like energy blasters and, and really weird things like a rail gun and stuff. It was, like, genuinely a fun game and, like, one of the first uh, first-person shooter, Probably the first first-person shooter that I had ever played. Um, so, like, I, I spent a lot of time with Shogo. In fact, Shogo's on Steam now, which I was really excited to find out. And it's, like, $4. And I actually don't know why I haven't bought it yet. Because it doesn't really run on uh, on Windows anymore. Like, without being on Steam. Like, the original version doesn't run anymore. Um, but I had, like, this old, like, uh, like DOS game called Locus, I think. And it was uh, it was I guess a sports game, um, like an action sports game where like you, you played in like this big like on the inside of like a big sphere and everybody had their own like ship kind of thing, and you would all like run around and, and chase a ball, um like you'd drive around and chase a ball and try to pick up the ball with the front of your ship and like drop it into a goal. Um I know exactly you know game what movies? you're talking
0: about. Yes, I, yeah I didn't know what it was called, but I remember I, what you're describing is like. see if I can find like, a game. YouTube
2: video or something. Make sure we're talking about the same thing, because that that also it was a DOS game, so it stopped working like a long time ago for me. Um, if not, like I mean, there are DOS emulators now that I could probably get it running in. Um, my probably oldest memory though of a PC game is uh, this was weird. Either people like really remember this game and they're like, yeah, absolutely, or they go, you're crazy. I've never heard of this. Uh, But it was a game called uh, Dangerous Dave. And it was just like a Mario-esque side-scroller that that, uh, ran in DOS. And so the first Dangerous Dave was like a a concept game made in like 88 or 89. Um, I think it was made by, I want to say, like John Romero. Like the guy who went on to make Doom. I'm pretty sure it was made by him. Um, And I I actually had loaded this up kind of recently in in DOSBox. Uh, out of play and it, it's still kind of fun but I still get stuck on the same levels that I did you know like 20 or 25 years ago uh, but you played as Dave who I swear Dave looked exactly like Mighty Max if you guys remember Mighty Max oh my god <laughs> he had I do blonde hair Max. and a, a like a red baseball cap and a white t-shirt and blue jeans Um, and, and you just ran through these like just crude looking uh, levels uh, like side scrolling levels um, and I think there were 10 of them And it was just, like I said, it was my earliest memory of uh, a PC game, so it was a lot of fun to play. Uh, And there were, I remember, like, years later, digging up Dangerous Dave 2 and 3, and I think one of them might have even been on Super Nintendo, Uh, but they were, like, nothing like Dangerous Dave 1 because they were, like, fully fleshed out games with decent graphics, and he was in, like, a haunted house, and it was like, and he had, like, a shotgun, and I was like, this isn't Dangerous Dave, I don't want to play this. So I, I, you know... More functional, get <laughs> exactly. out of here. Exactly, <laughs> it wasn't what I remembered. So I moved on from those. Um, the only other, this isn't really like a game, but uh, when I was a kid, uh, this is just a fun story for me and my sisters. Uh, there was like uh, Canon Creative, uh, it was called, which was just like a, a suite of um, things made by, by, you know, the imaging company, Canon. Um, that like, it was, uh, there was like a, a coloring book in it with a bunch of pictures that you could color in. Um, and, like, a sticker maker and stuff like that. And it ran on, like, Windows 98 or something. Uh, so it was super old. But, like, the sound effects, like, are so vivid in my head when I, when I think about the, this game. And so I actually recently set up a virtual machine, installed Windows XP, and then installed this game, like, Canon Creative. Because uh, my sister had had the disc still. So I installed Canon Creative. And the sound effects in the game are, like, so, so crude. Uh, Like it was clearly just like they recorded these sound effects from somewhere. I don't know if it was like a MIDI keyboard or something, and like held a microphone up to the speaker to record them for these for this game because they sound so so bad. Um, But I remember like uh, I you could like pick up like the eraser and the eraser had like different settings where like normally erase it would blow up um, like a brick wall or, or like it would have like screeching sound effects like tires. Uh, and, and, like, a car crash. I'm, like, this is terrible for what should have been, like, you know, six, seven, eight-year-olds playing this game. Like, it was, like, dynamite or, like, jets crashing or something. Um, so also when you would color, when you would mouse over uh, mouse over the colors, he would say the colors. But it was, again, like a terrible microphone recording of this guy just going, orange, blue. And so... The... Oh, my God,
1: I... I... I played this I, game.
2: This is another one that I, I will pull it up for you. Like I said, I still have the, the Windows XP virtual machine running so I could do it. And the colors, uh, th- this always stuck out uh, to, with, to me and my sisters. The colors cyan and dark cyan were right next to each other. So when you would move your mouse over it, you would always get cyan dark cyan like the way he would say it there was so much contrast and it stuck out to us and it's so funny because it's one of those things that like my sisters and i didn't realize that it stuck in all of our brains like we we knew individually but we didn't know that all of us remembered this so like one day somebody said cyan and like i looked at my sisters and went cyan dark cyan and we all said it together and we're like oh my god I didn't know all of you remembered that so I swear like six months ago when I set this up or maybe even like a year ago at this point I guess when I set this up and, and played the and st- like installed the game I recorded the, the cyan and dark cyan and sent it to my sisters and I made it my text message ringtone so whenever <laughs> like I get an email he would say cyan and I got a text message and I would get dark cyan <laughs> And it's just, it's, like, a funny, like, nostalgia trip. But it was just so amusing that, like, we never really talked about this as kids. It was just something that we always played. And then, like, 20 years later, like, it just came up out of nowhere. And all of us remembered so vividly how weird and creepy this guy was saying these random colors.
1: You know, it's funny because... We would laugh at the color peach. (laughs) So I I guess I have to. So it's just it's. I gotta
2: pull that up again to see if he says peach creepily. Peach. (laughs)
3: That's
1: how it should be said. If it's if
3: it's what I remember.
2: It's it's probably right. They just like I said a really crude microphone recording where like you can hear like their lips moving and like hear some background noise and stuff and like you can clearly hear when the waveform starts and when the waveform ends because there's background noise. I'm gonna see if I, that uh, if that the, virtual machine still runs, or if it like deactivated it at some point.
1: I actually have a quick question for you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, go for it. the The game you mentioned prior, you said you were like a mech and you transformed into like a, you can you can that can transform into a vehicle and you can do it on land levels. That's all first person. Yeah, sure go mad. In that in that game. Could you kill NPCs and break the levels?
2: Uh, yes. Yes, you could. If you...
1: So that's the game you brought over my house one day, and I've been wondering for years, <laughs> and I've never asked you.
2: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, from that time, uh, polishing games wasn't really a big thing, so I think there were a lot of games where you could kill the NPCs and break the levels. But yeah, there are a couple points where, like, you needed those characters for, like, story progression... But if you shot them with the wrong weapon, they would die. Cause there was like, there was specifically one gun that like you would fire it, and it would like bounce like a ball around the room, and and just kill like evaporate anything that it touched. And if you fired that at an NPC, it would kill them, and then you couldn't story progress anymore.
1: I remember, I remember you just showing me that one day. You were just like, look what you look what I can do. And now the game is broken, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like
3: fun. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: that that sounds right.
0: <laughs> the, you guys had a better experience with the PC than <laughs> I definitely did. I only, mm, besides Rollercoaster Tycoon, which was a fun game, and there was like a Star Wars RTS and some dinosaur hunting game. Um, there's a game I still play to this day that I started playing in 2004. And it's the most basic of basic games. And it wasn't it on Mac, and that made me the only time it made me regret owning a Mac was a text based wrestling game called EWR, Extreme <laughs> Warfare Revenge. It is It's the GOAT. Um it 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 really is. It's a it's all text based. Um basically you you run a wrestling promotion and you like hire wrestlers and you make like shows and stories and all that stuff and you put it together and it is one of the very few games where I remember waking up in the morning, turning it on playing this game and then looking outside and having it be dark and you're just getting lost in this game and I still like on the PC, I downloaded it I downloaded an updated mod and just like just sit there for hours just making shows and if you don't like wrestling like you just won't get it but if you do it's like it's such a simple yet perfect game and it might be my favorite game of all time because of it did did i don't know did
1: you show me ewr or did my brother show us ewr
0: my cousin showed me EWR and he's he like you need to download this <laughs> maybe and he's like I, he's like you need to download this i was like what why he goes well you you basically make your up your own shows so you know he did it he showed me how to play it and then i was like i'm hooked i was like i can make this person champion i can make that person champion and then it's like you can edit wrestlers and make new ones there was um in college uh, a friend of mine um Russ, we would go to school together and then I had class at night, but there was like a four hour gap in between. So I would take the train back to his house and we would play EWR for like two and a half, three hours until he'd drive me back to the train station so I'd go back to class. And um we made ourselves. And you, John, were we called you Moosey the Kid. <laughs> and he, you were you were a luchador? in a moose outfit um, Joe you were actually we made you a production person like you were because you were a camera person I for won. our backyard wrestling fed so we kept you as our oh, God, as our production you, you worked for free <laughs> right. and you uh, you had like you had a hundred um, uh, like stats like you had maxed out stats because you were you were the best cameraman that worked for free but we we started the game uh, we were all, like... I was, like, 18. Because that's the youngest you can be. And I remember when we stopped playing it, I was, like, 30-something <laughs> years old. Wow. In-game. Like, we went on for years. We started Backyard. And we didn't even get up to Global. We, we got to, like, Regional or Cult. And... Because um, it was hard. Because, like, nobody would hire us to make, like, a weekly TV show. So we had to do monthly shows. And then I remember you we were going to have you get the title as mostli oh, kid i was you, getting the big push we were going to yeah you were you were going to win the world title you're going to win the royal rumble that we we were going to have and uh we made your brother too and he was russ's tag team partner he was he was russ was russ immortal he was adam p immortal and they were the, the immortals they won the tag titles um but uh, we we're gonna give you a push for the title. We we're we we're about to this do the, it. This you is so injured. far
1: the best fan
3: fiction. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you got injured, and you were gonna face our like equivalent of our like monster of our like Kane or Undertaker, oh, no. and you uh, everybody was gonna lose to him up until the end, and then it was gonna be like who's who's gonna beat him, and then you were gonna show up, and you came out to rock me on Medeus. <laughs>
3: Why?
0: And. You got injured, and we couldn't have the match where you won Okay, the title. never
1: mind. This is the worst <laughs> fan fiction.
0: It, but, but injuries happened at random. Like, they were just – you would just click the next day button, and it would be like, injury uh, incident report. And we're like, oh, great, what happened? And it was like, Moosey you know, the Kid injured, broken leg, 16 months. Like, uh, oh, great. We can't even use them. We can't even push the title. And let me guess, I had
1: a lot of like, you know, you built me up so well that it was like, this is going to go over. <laughs>
0: like... Yeah, no, it was because it was like the, the main feud. and That's how it was. And it was like, we're going to get there. We get to a point. We get to a point. And eventually you build up to the match, and then you're injured. And we're like, really? <laughs> like this happened like a month before the pay-per-view, and he's like, he's hurt. And we're like alright how bad and it's like 16 months or some crazy number and we're like alright well scrap that we can't have him get the belt so because they won't let an injured person get the title so we have to move on to like plan B or something yeah no actually you were were facing me for the title that's what it was you were going to face me for the title and you got injured and you were going to beat me for it that's how I remember that but anyway, EWR is a fantastic game. If you like wrestling.
1: I was just shocked when you told me it was still around.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, like, uh, forums for it, and people make mods with new and updated wrestlers. Um, every month they come up with a new update. It's fantastic. I, I, like, edit them a little bit, and I make a lot of people <laughs> younger because if they're if they get too old, they retire. And it's, like... Chris Jericho is fifty and he's not retiring anytime soon, so I like make them younger, just so that they don't. But it's uh, otherwise it's pretty spot on. It's so much fun. And Joe's like, I'm falling asleep because yeah, I'm you usually
2: as think as you get the wrestling. I just
1: remember playing that one summer for hours, just because it was just addictive. But I've never, pla- it I never really played. Is. It really is for like that long though, thirty something years <laughs> or like twenty five years.
0: We we played it in, because we it was a whole semester. Okay. So it was, we started the semester with it, and then like we finished the semester, and it was, yeah, it it went almost twenty years. That's
2: and it a great time for something like that to exist.
0: Oops. Well, it was twenty years like in game, um. and like they were using like the our calendar. So it was like the year 20, this was like, what, 2012? So it was like 2030 something. And we're like, oh, this is, this is like a blast. And then um, we're like, we were wondering, we're like, if we keep going, who's going to retire first?
1: (laughs) We're retirements. Can we keep?
0: Yeah. Retirements were, injuries were random. Retirements were random, but usually you were older when you retired. Um, sometimes you would get, uh, somebody who was like in their late thirties, early forties retire, but like, then you'd have somebody like Terry Funk who was there at like 65 and still going. So like, it was really random, but like usually like the older ones retired earlier. So we're wondering, we're like, who's going to get to like 50 and become a non-wrestler and then retire. We're like, who's going to be? Um, uh, dude, it's such a fun game. Love it, but it's uh, we've been talking for almost three yeah, hours.
3: I
2: I just about at video I'm like, wow, we just hit what, like two fifty. <laughs> yeah. This is the
0: longest yeah. podcast ever. The new record, baby. Uh, well, longest longest for for Pop Culture Federation, but appreciate you guys coming right. on. It was fun. Thank you. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote?
2: Uh, I don't know. Give me money for things. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: Buy Joe a copy of Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Please get me a copy of Legend of Dragoon. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't do a whole lot of stuff in my off time, really. I'm, uh, I-, I occasionally do my friend's uh, – another friend's uh, – YouTube channel and podcast. Um, I'm not going to use your your platform as a platform to uh, advertise his though. So, uh, I mean, I make music occasionally. If anybody cares enough to listen, I am SoundCloud.com/slash. Oh my God, what am I? Destroy the X light. Uh, so if you want to listen to some weird music, then go for it because it's really just me playing around with uh, guitars and stuff. But otherwise. Yeah, you can listen to me play music because 'cause I'm boring. John,
1: <laughs> I, I I mean I got I got nothing to promote. <laughs> I don't really do. Uh, all right. I don't really do occasionally. Anything on on the internet. Occasionally, so, John
2: is the inspiration for some of my music.
1: I am gonna say. <laughs> That's that, deep. Okay. We need to have a conversation so, about that. Cause I <laughs>
2: No, uh hey, bring up. Aren't you making a video game?
0: So, uh, yeah, he's not getting any royalty checks. Nobody's
2: paying me for.
0: Them. So, next, next time, if you guys come on, I'll give you a choice. Yeah. You ready? Sure. Card games. Anime. Or conspiracy <laughs> theories.
1: Oh, no. Uh, The Conspiracy
2: Theory one will be much longer than tonight's was. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The other problem with the Conspiracy Theory one, I don't think I'm the only one who has this problem, but when it gets really late and we talk about conspiracy theories, I can't go to bed because I get that that friggin' creepy feeling. (laughs) Yeah. So, <laughs> do, do <laughs> me remember, there was. I think everybody might appreciate this story. We were at a diner once, and we were just doing what we usually do and talking conspiracy theories for like three, four, five hours. And uh, we got to talking about it was one of like the earlier times we went out. We got to talking about um, like AI and just all the crazy stuff that happens. And we got to all the creepy things that like Alexa was doing. And oh god, did I just activate one? No. Okay, so we got we got to all the creepy things that the Amazon Echo was doing. Uh, and and I remember we went home and I unplugged my Echo and John. You, I remember you said you unplugged your Google Home, and I I, I left mine unplugged for a while. I don't know when you plugged yours back in, if you did at all. Uh,
1: about a month and a half ago. Really? Oh my God, that was like over a year. I finally that had to be over a year.
2: In. It was unplugged, right?
1: It took me a month and a half to plug it. Oh, over. okay,
2: okay. I
0: got you. So so, that's the conspiracy. I, I'll tell you what. If if we do conspiracies. If we do conspiracies, we'll we'll keep it to uh to uh to like a one like I guess genre of conspiracy theories like aliens, cryptozoology, okay. you know, government conspiracy, like something like that. We like also gotta pick, do it at pick like, one. One. We'll pick like one.
2: noon, so that I have time to feel better by the time it's time for me to go to bed, <laughs> and
0: then we'll go you know we'll go from there well since it's such a broad thing we'll we'll pick one so that's it it's either card games anime or conspiracy theories i'll let you guys pick
1: i mean well we 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 will make our decision next time it'll be a surprise
0: okay i'm cool that works right all right thank you all have a good night everybody